grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? If you feel me, say what's up. Welcome in. It is episode number 128 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, a special guest co-host this week, Sean Creedle from MCW, who we'll deal with here in a second. And of course, the main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. Boys, it is, uh, you know, after one week in studio together, I said I've had enough of that, and I have retreated back to the confines of Baltimore where uh, Sean has joined me. Uh, the other guys are down in Rockville. Um, there is so much to talk about this week. We literally could not have more. To th- if you ever wanted a five-hour show, this might be the week where you're getting a five-hour show, and I still don't know that we can cover everything that happened in the world of professional wrestling over the course of the last week. Um, we've got a couple of things we need to clean up right at the top. Before we get into the bet, uh, you guys understand that we invited Sean in. I thought because he heard us shitting on him last week. I thought that was the case. <laughs> I thought when we had Ron Snyder on last week, and Ron Snyder tried to say something nice about Sean. What said, said, by the way, we, I don't remember, but I know we said we don't give you no free damn pub on our show. That was it. Was exact. I said. I said. You don't like. Ron said something like, "Look, I think AJ asked. Hey, tell me what the best indie is that you come across." And he said something like, "Look, I know it's going to sound Homer, but MCW really does everything great." And look, we all agree. Well, I mean, nobody, but then he said something about you being a great booker or something along yeah. those lines. He, he singled you out. I won't disagree with him on that either. Yeah, I mean, come you. on. Fuck you. You're just a guy. No, no, no. But we did. We shat on you. We have a great booking team. When I, there you go. When I saw the text from you earlier today, I assumed that you heard him, us shitting on you and you wanted to rebut. Oh. And so I said, oh, all right. Well, you know, it's, it's only fair if we give you equal time <laughs> to come in here, Sean Cradle, who, if you don't know, is uh, both the booker and the voice of MCW. Uh, here in the, on our neck of the woods, uh, which, locally, yeah. which is really one of the best indies in the country. That's not a joke. I mean, it's they're, they're that good, and they have. Uh, we're, we're not joking. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're so good that Leo Rush just joined WWE a minute ago because, of course, he did because right. that's the way that things work around here. Right now, WWE is pushing two former MCW people. Leo Rush and Jessica Carr. So we're right. making a noise. We're Official, making a yeah, noise absolutely. right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that was crazy to see. I, I you know, I, we knew he was getting signed. I did not expect to see the giant article of like superstar daredevil Leo Rush joins WWE. No, you got how, about how about it's not the only article? They released another one as like one of just pictures or they're really pushing someone that has yet to step foot in an NXT ring. So. No can't, can't wait to see sudden impact at the uh, Dusty Classic. Yeah, right? Like, exactly. You gotta and do that, quoted, right? You know, and, and thank you, WWE, for the MCW shout out because they said, hey, he's a former MCW tag team champion with current superstar Velveteen Dream. So, hey, if they put it in their article, I can see a reunion. It'd be amazing. I can hey, Sean, I got. Is it or is it not true that the Velveteen Dream is the best gimmick in the history of professional wrestling? I think it is. 
Okay, uh, well, all right. History is going. <laughs> it's a lot of history, but right now, yes, I, I was love, being hyperbolic. I love, I love the gimmick. I, I I told him. I said, "Listen, you're onto something great here." Great. He's fully, he's fully embraced it, obviously, and it took a long time for him to get that to get it. But now that he's got it, he's running away with it. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm upset he wasn't in Brooklyn though. Me too. Yeah, that was a bummer. That was a bummer. But it was a pretty good weekend. It was a pretty good weekend. It was a decent weekend. We will. Um, I think the way we're going to do this is I think we're going to do Raw stuff segment one, okay. SmackDown stuff segment two, NXT stuff segment three. Are you guys good with that? NXT slash, well, I guess 205 Live impacts Raw as well, so we can cover all that. Is everybody good with that? Is everybody good with that breakdown? Because we just have so much to cover from the weekend. Yeah, I mean, and if stuff naturally transitions, obviously we'll, Fine, you know. Yes, we'll yes. go from there. Yeah. Um, that all being said, we made a bet last I week. have no idea what the standings are. I believe I know, and I think I'm okay. You're fine. Yeah, I thought so. Um, um, you, want I, me, you want me to go I, ahead? Or? I think I know who it's going to be, Shit. and it's pretty great. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, please. Aaron. Oh, I, I don't think you know, actually. Oh, I don't? I, I don't think you do. Um, so here's what happened, is that uh, I actually had the best SummerSlam picks, and unfortunately, I completely bombed NXT, so yeah. barely I ended up losing. Ah, yeah! Yes! 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 How did you bomb NXT? Because I, I went under the uh, impression that I, I thought Cole and Red Dragon no. were going to be challenging for the... Hold on, hold on. We're going to be challenging for the titles. I thought they'd be challenging as faces, so I was like, okay, heels are going to win here, heels are going to win here, and basically I got nothing right. I got Aleister uh, Black right. Yeah. <laughs> So one out of five ain't bad. Yes, and yeah. I was the only. If I'm, am I mistaken? Was I the only person that picked Drew, uh, Drew Gallagher? Yes, you were. Yeah, great pick, huh? Why would wait, wait? Why would you guys not pick Drew? Because Gallagher? they thought that Bobby Roode because I had the I title thought, forever. I, like I, thought, I thought Cole no. was taking it from Roode. No, I thought it was bullshit okay. that it wasn't. Okay, I don't really want to get into this again because I've <laughs> lost. I've lost a month. Wait, of the first, show I think Aaron with overthinks this. things. Well, that might be true. That <laughs> that, that's probably true as well. But again, I thought Cole was going to take it, and I'm right that Cole's next in line. I just didn't expect Cole to come in as a super heel leading a faction. How Here's big what I know. was that? Here's what I know. If Roderick Strong doesn't show up on SmackDown next week, I'm going to burn everything to the fucking ground. He's not showing up on SmackDown. This is the dumbest shit ever! I, 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 this is actually, the dumbest shit can, ever! Can I jump in on this? I'll bet you Drew McIntyre shows up on SmackDown what before Roderick Strong does. What are they doing? The blood feud that you wanted. Oh, for, I can't. I can't. Guys, I what? can't. I'm going to lose my shit. Why do you act like people just immediately leave NXT? What do you mean? Well, he's saying that Root is gone. Root is not gone. Root is going to still work something with um, Roger Strong, and that's up. how Roger Strong is going to get over on him while he's on SmackDown. Right. So you think how, they'll have him work However, yes. I'm hearing that it's possible they may dramatically edit that out because they really advanced the push of Bobby Root to get on SmackDown immediately. So they, hey, look, you can edit stuff out. They might do that. God damn it. It makes me But yes, they did film stuff for Rude versus Strong. Okay. It's supposed to happen. They better fucking do it. (laughs) They better goddamn do it. I don't Uh, understand. You guys are all forgetting. Kevin Owens was still on NXT when he went up. Finn Balor still came back to NXT after he went up. Hey, Shinsuke Nakamura wasn't. It doesn't happen with everyone. I know, but but I named more people than it does. Character coming up. 
Bobby Roode's now a baby yeah, he face. He acted a lot nah, like a fake son. He didn't act no, like he did. He, he was. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he was during the match, and he was during his entrance, and he was at the end of the match. But that promo he cut at the end is – He was the entire time is what you said. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bro, the, the, because, it, because they played into the fact that the crowd was going to be insane. But the promo at the end, he was like, nah, I'm still an asshole. Don't get it fucked up. I, the crowd, I, they, the, the crowd might force him into a face, though. Also valid. <laughs> I mean, look, I, all I care about is they fucking tie the thing up. The best feud of the year! <laughs> they just decided they needed nothing to do with it, but we'll get back to that one. I thought I was the only one that could yell. I like how, I like how we're starting, uh, starting with Raw, but we're talking SmackDown yeah. and NXT <laughs> here. I'm so, sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, the moral of the story is that Aaron... Yes, I, I, have, I have an idea for it. It'll, it should be fun. All right. Sean doesn't even know this, but you realize that Aaron now has to take an entire <laughs> New York-style pizza to the body. and bathe, bathe himself with it. What? <laughs> yeah, that was how we reacted when Aaron, when AJ pitched the idea. Hey, I just and knew I wasn't gonna. This? I don't lose the absurd ones. It, it's lose... amazing. You you lose everything but the absurd one. You lose you all the singing ones. You should have told me because I would have brought back a New York style pizza really from helpful. New York that, that to make funny. this happen. Really helpful. But uh, that'll be coming yes. soon. All right, well, uh, all right, let's start with Raw then. Um. We begin with the fact that we all thought, everyone on the planet thought we were going to get a great main event, right? Like, everyone knew this was going to be a great main event. And it and exceeded it. somehow, it still managed to not only live up to the expectations, but exceed our expectations. That was the most entertaining match of the year. I don't care what you say. Correct. O- Okada, Omega, like, those were all, I can list a number of great matches, and they're wonderful, phenomenal matches. As far as p- the joy I got out of watching a match, there isn't one that I had more enjoyment out of than this one all year. You know what's crazy is the, the the thing about that match is there's so many great spots that when you think about the match you forget like you forget crazy spots like the fact like when Roman almost killed killed Brock Lesnar through the damn barricade. <laughs> I mean, L- dude, like literally <laughs> almost ended his life. Good shot at Lesnar. And Would, how about that? How about the fact that Brock Lesnar allowed all three of them to whip his ass? Correct. Basically, the entire match. It's true. Yep. All this is true, man. Right? It was the storytelling. They they viably sold that anyone could have won the match yes. at any point. At any point. Um, they they did. They they did more where Brock Lesnar got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Look, there was still clearly, it was still a little bit Brock Lesnar-ish in that he disappeared for a while. Right. But it worked so perfectly within the fucking story of the match Correct. that you don't even give a shit. Like, you don't, it's not, it doesn't even feel it, like, oh, here's how we're going to get Brock Lesnar out of the match for a while. It felt legitimately like, Oh my God! They really threatened me. The idea that Brock Lesnar might not win. Now again, I get it. It's over dramatic, and, and WWE. How WWE is it to have the guy come back and win? I understand the whole thing, mm-hmm. but fuck it. Who cares? If you give me that, you can give me anything else. If you give me what you gave me in that match, you could feed me horse shit, and I just say, all right, that's fine. I'll live with it because <laughs> my God, I could not have been more entertained. I could have not. I could not have sat on the edge of my seat more in watching one match. And that I was and the main event. And think about this: all four men came out bigger. Oh yeah, especially, especially Braun. That's almost impossible to do. Yeah, I, I didn't think Braun could get. That was if there are any doubters on Braun. Not just that he can be a kind of a top heel guy, but that he could be a true, legitimate top guy in the company. I think that got erased on Sunday. And that's the same thing thing for Samoa Joe as well. Yeah, correct. Correct. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they're fucking. How about they're pinning? They're spinning Samoa Joe out of that to John Cena. Like, right. I mean, 
Jesus Christ, man. Which, you know, like, what else could you ask for? Which, if, and if you're one of the diehards, you know that, that we've been waiting for that for, for oh, yeah, yeah. years. Yeah. They train it together. Mm-hmm. Finally, somebody released some video of the two of them 15 years ago working out some spots in UPW in California. Mm-hmm. 15 years, and we finally get this match. Um, the the cool thing is that we get Brock Lesnar working again on the next pay-per-view, yes. which is a good thing for all parties involved. He, he should be working every Raw pay-per-view. It would be really opinion. nice if he could do that, but well, it's the way it is. We get the match that like you need to get out of this. You mm-hmm. now need Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. The only problem now is... Who wins? Like, right. Like, how, how do you not have Braun win? Like, the, the, the only, really, the biggest argument to not have Braun win is it's that simply at no mercy. And you want to, yes. like, save for a bigger no. pay-per-view. He Other, can he'd still be fine. I, he, could, he could lose and be fine, but he's so red hot right now that it's just like, I, oh, my God, how do you not just hit your wagon to this guy? Last Brock you know is going to be around, right? The only way I'm okay with if you know that you've got Brock for every pay-per-view for a little while, mm-hmm. when you've got, Braun Strowman is fucking... I, Fired. I need a word stronger than fire. Does anybody have one? Nuclear. I mean, this is, yeah, it's it's it is beyond it's beyond nuclear. Yeah. It, this is insane. Like, look, we've all talked about the fact that how all of the top professional wrestlers on the planet are on SmackDown right now, mm-hmm. but yet you have this thing occurring where you just have the best monsters in the history of ever all working on the because other Raw thing. is Vince's show. It's well, you right. Can't, you yeah, can't, can't put a monster. This. You can't put a monster on SmackDown. It wouldn't work. Well, it's, it, just, it wouldn't work. I, look, this is clicking. Monsters on one show, great professional wrestlers on the other show. Kind of like it yep. used to be. My yep. God, it's working. I mean, it is. It's it's so hot right now. I, I mean, it's hotter than Gal Gadot. Right. Um, <laughs> but for Christ's sake, like, I don't. That's hot. I, yeah. It's super hot. Right? It's super hot. Um, but, man, I look, I, we do a lot of bitching on this show. We do a lot of kvetching. We do the whole thing. We? This, you, okay, you don't do as much as the two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was everything you could have ever asked for in the main event mm-hmm. of your, you know, your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. This was amazing. The, one of the best things they have done. And I don't know if it all came about by accident, right? Like, I don't know if they had one plan and the, the four of them all kind of intertwined. They just sort of said, let's just see what happens. <laughs> but I, holy shit, holy shit. May it forever work out that way. I mean, re- like realistically speaking, that was probably a top three to five SummerSlam match ever. Oh yeah! Like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like ever? And there's yeah. been a lot. I was, I was gonna say, like, you, you, you go back to the '90s, you get like Brett Owen in a cage. You like, got, you get, you you got the a, first, the first TLC uh, match. Exactly. Or that might have been the triangle. Yeah. Triple H non-sanctioned. Yeah, Punk, yeah. Punk Lesnar a few years ago. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Match. Rock Brock. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying, and it's still like one of the best matches they've ever done. Really, that's, oh, yeah. that shows you how great that match was. I think it stands out because it was so different than everything else that was on the show. You've never had four athletic big big men. Yeah, you've never had four athletic big men in a match. You've had four big men, but it's always been the the plotting just monster type. But to have four guys like that, it just doesn't happen. It would be like, you know, Kali and Mabel and Yoko. Mark Henry and, yeah. This was was so perfect. It was such perfection. I mean, I just, I I can't, like... There'll be things I'm gonna bitch about. I know in the coming and then years. and then best part of all is the fact that Roman ate the pin. I don't want to hear shit <laughs> from anybody. <laughs> that is the best part to. of all. He ate the pin. I want to hear another word <laughs> anyone has to say about Roman. 
I, uh, how long did we make it, boys? How long did we make it in the show before uh, we got the Roman? How long was that? I'd mm, say about two seven minutes. minutes. Congratulations. <laughs> seven minutes is what we made it before we got the Roman. All right, so, uh, yes, we get the Brock Braun, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about in the coming weeks. We get Samoa Joe John Cena, as we referenced, which means that we got John Cena on Raw, which we all knew. Was but they didn't. They didn't announce he was a free agent because he wasn't going to show up on Raw at some point. Right. The only question was, was it going to be before SmackDown or after? It, it's still a very loose, like, a lot of people brought and up the fact. And that's five but, botches. And, and they also wait, wait, gave wait, you wait, what? first. They also gave you your no, first Glenn got caught. match. I just too. caught Glenn, and Glenn loses, so I want to know what the stipulation will be on the botches. What? You just said your fifth botch. What did you, I say? You said John Cena. They did, it wasn't, he was a free agent, and it wasn't, uh, we didn't know if he was going to show up on Raw. It was whether he was going to show up before or after SmackDown, but you meant SummerSlam. So that would be botch number five. I mean, if that's the case, wow. we'll go back and check track? the tape. No, bow! Bow, bow, I mean, bow, I mean, you did, bow, you did bow, say before or after bow, SmackDown. Bow, bow, bow. Five. Jesus. I'm <laughs> interested to find out what the punishment is. Continue with your thoughts. Wow. Now I'm just going to botch everything. Yeah, I know. Now, now, we, now we got a free rest of the show to yes. just throw out whatever we want to do because we're so. So the moral of the story is that you get John Cena here. I do. We, you know, we like, still thank- need to know why he's a free agent. Yes, that's that is a very loose end. Look, I, because they can't say he's le- he's leaving. Right, but that's what they're. That's but like on, on SmackDown, they they went back and said, "Oh, well, Jason Jordan went over because yes. we had this happen." So why can't they say something At happened with John Cena? At least you cleaned up the Jason Jordan thing somehow. Finally, so there was something. Yes. I get it. It took him a while, but yeah. at least you did it. I think they need to at some point address the John Cena thing in the same way, where why in the world would everybody just be okay? And it might be as simple as as at some point Daniel Bryan saying, well, because if I can only get John Cena for a month, I'm going to take John Cena for a month because it's better than not having John Cena at all. But you just have to say something. Right. Otherwise, again, or say, look, John Cena's allowed to be a free agent because, frankly, he's John Cena. We we respect him enough, and we let he asked for this, so we let him out of his contract. Something as simple as that. Address it somehow. That's all that I ask for. And look, and that's fine. Again, I get it. It is John Cena, and so outside of kayfabe, like, you do understand the reason why you're allowed to do that. But in kayfabe, please just say something at some point to address the fact that one guy is allowed to be a free agent and no one else is. I guess technically the Undertaker was allowed to do whatever the fuck that he wanted to do as well. But you know, but he was whatever. ever signed to a contract. So that, that was right. a little more explainable. Did I, did I ever tell you guys what I think the end game of this will be, of him being the free agent? No. Uh, I truly think that it's all built so that uh, I think this, this WrestleMania might be the one where after Cena just steps away for a little while and gets the Brock, uh, the Brock Lesnar schedule. And if that's the case... I think it would be awesome for his last weekend if he did a show on NXT as well. Well, holy mm. fuck. Mm. I mean, well, he is a free agent. He He's a free agent. He's going to show up on 205 Live next. With who? With By the who? way, and they did drop with, a hint. With literally, think, literally, be, I mean, whoever you want. But, but, I mean, who is it that you think is perfect for that role, right? Like, who's the guy that... But, but here's the thing, though. Sami Zayn wasn't perfect for the Nakamura role. No, you get what I'm saying? So, no, like, just the fact that it's John Cena, whoever literally is across the ring from him, maybe okay. it's Aleister Black. Yeah, yeah, I hear maybe you. It's <laughs> maybe it's Leo Rush. Maybe it's Leo I, Rush. And on all of these things. <laughs> maybe all... it's the Velveteen Dream. Are yeah, any of these, yeah, you go. Are right. any of these <laughs> things wrong? No, 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 I hear you. Are they, <laughs> are they definitely holding off Cena Reigns for Mania, or is there yes. a chance yes. they find they, You can see that they basically announced it on Monday. Okay. That's the match for WrestleMania. Yeah. 
I mean, look, we all knew it was coming at some point. You know, right? I mean? But and, it's a big deal, right? And I, but I think it would feed into AJ's thought process that you're pulling the trigger on that at this WrestleMania because you know you're up against the clock with Cena. Like right. you've got to do it now because you can't risk. You want to do it in two years, and that's the year where Cena's doing a movie. What happens? What happens in the main event of Roman versus Cena? Wait, is that the main event? I mean, let's be honest. If well, Roman Reigns is fighting does, John Cena. That might be the oh, main unless, event. Unless Brock, Brock, something with Brock, Brock Rock, something along. Brock Rock would yeah, knock it off. Yeah. Brock Rock is okay. one thing I think that could knock it off. Short of that, what do you put on other than Roman Reigns versus John Cena? Well, I'll throw one out for you. What about Brock Lesnar and, say, John Bones Jones in the WrestleMania main event? That would absolutely work. Yeah. It would sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> Can't do it in UFC now, so you might as well do it at WrestleMania. And, and here's the thing. Not, not only that matchup we have, but you know, because AJ pitched it, he wants to wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania too. We're starting to see these WrestleMania yep. matches, uh, glimpses, it's fine. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. summer months. And, and this, is, this is what they, they used to do back to, in the right, day. Right, I was going to say. Yeah, they, they used to drop the hints and they built towards it. We actually had eight-month builds during matches as opposed to, okay, let's start this in January and let, let's rush it here. They, they plant seeds there, and I love it as long as, you know, obviously it's tricky. There can be injuries, as we know, but, oh. yeah. Like, oh, I'm for it. I'm for, I have no beef with it at all. I'm totally for it. I, I, I like it a lot. Um, they still have to figure out some way to get people to give a shit about Survivor Series in the process because they're trying to pretend like Survivor Series is still a thing. It is. People uh, t- uh, Towns now have to bid for right, Survivor correct. Series. Yep. So they have to do something to make it seem like it's a thing, which is the only reason why I bring this up is whether or not – if the word was they wanted to bring back Mysterio. Apparently that's not as easy as we thought it was going to be, right? Like what's the thing Kurt now Angle. that Kurt Angle's Angle a possibility. Rest. Kurt Angle's one. Who would he... Who Jordan. Angle Jordan. Jordan reveals that he's been lying the whole time. You give Jordan the big rub, and finally or, you have or, a purpose or, for him. Oh, that's the big hook. Or, I think that's Angle, the WrestleMania I Angle, hook. I think Angle Triple H would make more sense. I don't, I, I, I'm just, I'd rather see Jordan get the rub from it. I, yeah, you know, instead of just doing Angle Triple H. Okay. Oh, I'd be for it. I, I'm, that would work. That would work if that's what it is. But they got to do something. And I would say they have to do something quickly. If they really want Survivor Series to be a thing... Then you can't you can't give you, you there can't be nothing sitting on the plate in September for that pay per view. If you want Survivor Series to matter, there's got to be a taste of something that's relevant by September. If you want to build it up as though it's really a thing, that's that's my thought process right now. And I don't know what that is. And I I would agree. There's no way you're pulling. You know the what the main event of Survivor Series probably is? What? Like, uh, like a la- like a uh, Falls Count Anywhere. Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar rematch from fucking No Mercy. No Mercy. I hope not. I mean, I don't can, have a problem with I that. Can I say this? I, I really hope that they take this chance for Survivor Series to not have any singles matches. And we, get it, we get it every Monday on Raw, every Tuesday on SmackDown, every other pay-per-view. This is the one night a year which you can actually make some unique teams going into it. I hear you, but you've got to make it matter, and that's what they've really fucked up with. Is they've they've not figured out a way to make it seem like that. Like why we're doing Raw versus SmackDown, great, but like if you lose, who gives? Oh a no, fuck? don't do that. That's the problem. There's enough teams on both sides where they don't need to do yeah, Raw I versus agree, SmackDown but anymore. They're okay. going to do at least one Raw versus SmackDown for sure. That's what well, they do. yeah, they have. Well, they don't have to, but well, they're going to do supremacy. it. Yeah. They already know who wins. SmackDown wins because SmackDown wins every year, so that people they think they have people <laughs> watch. 
because they feel sorry for SmackDown. Interestingly, they went, they went bragging rights. They went all the time when they do yep. Raw versus SmackDown. Interestingly, between now and Survivor Series, Raw does uh, have two pay per views. SmackDown only has one scheduled right now, which is a little bit interesting. But uh, yeah. you got No Mercy and then TLC for the Raw brand. Well, that's a good one. I mean, Ooh, that's TLC. a good one. Yeah, right. I think it's because SmackDown has an extra one later. Like, yeah, right they they, they have Hell in a Cell, and then uh, I believe it's not official yet. They haven't announced it, but I would assume Clash of Champions is a SmackDown branded one. Hold on, so wait, wait, wait. So the next SmackDown pay per view is Hell in a Cell. Yeah, October eighth. So we're going to see Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal at Hell in a Cell. Correct. Yeah, you also see. Oh my God! McMahon Hell in a Cell. Wait a second. This kind of means that we're all stupid. That's of course the the way that you're able to get Shinsuke Nakamura. My God, we're kind of idiots for not seeing that coming. Oh, and it's after the uh, Indian tour, so. Yeah, they can blow that off. Boy, we are really stupid. <laughs> we are big. But yes, and, and we get Shane in the Hell in a Cell, obviously, yeah. because of course we're getting Shane in the Hell in a Cell. And the worst part of all is you guys talk about how much WWE doesn't build and like the matches don't. Oh. Nope, you're right, AJ. <laughs> and, <laughs> guess, <laughs> and, and, guess, and guess what? What is a Hell in a Cell more perfect for than trying to keep out people that will eventually still get their win? I was going to say, that's not stopping them from getting that goddamn match. Well, fair enough. That's what they did with the Pinjami. But here's the thing. One of them might go off the top. Right. That is true. I guess guess it depends if Shane goes off the top. If Shane goes off, they're probably not going off. Unless they just have everybody go a pay-per-view full of people going off the top of the Hell in a Cell. What if the spot is him throwing both of them off? Hey, what if they put a glass in the glass in the middle of it, like so, so they can so they can smash so the, the glass. So the women in the match can shatter the glass ceiling. That was the cor- that was the I corniest you. thing you've ever I said. You. I hate you more than any words will ever be able to describe. Oh, We're talking a lot of SmackDown on our Raw segment here. Yeah. <laughs> I know so much SmackDown in this Raw segment for Christ's sakes. All right, uh, quickly let's uh, let's run through everything else that happened on Raw. Um, do we know what the word is on Big Cass? Do we have any idea what the story uh, is? There? The early reports yes. are a torn ACL. Okay. And a torn meniscus. Okay. Obviously, that led to what we got on Tuesday night, and this is our opportunity to remind everyone that Aaron is an asshole. Aaron is an asshole. Hey, wow. Aaron, you're an asshole. Correct. Why am I an asshole? I, I just, I, I want Glenn, I want Glenn to explain why I'm an asshole. Oh, I'll happily explain why you're an All asshole. Right. Because all we did is mm-hmm. sit back and tell you that at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. Enzo Amori is the biggest fucking thing to ever happen on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And all we got from Aaron was, yeah, well, we haven't seen any signs of that happening. So, I, I mean, it's just not. And all we said in return was, you don't have to see it. Right. They can do it whenever they want. Hey, whenever they want. Glenn? All you got to do is take him and put him on the fucking show. And he's the biggest thing in the history Correct. of the show. Glenn. I see why you guys are in Rockville. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, what have you been saying about 205 Live for the past, uh, pretty much every week for the past six months? Has no character. That they, that they struggle to make it work? They struggle, and that people who are on it generally don't matter in the big picture of of the WWE? I believe right, you've used they it. They have to use the other guys on the card, Aaron. I understand. That's another point he has well, made, Aaron. I, right. I, no, I, I understand. That. I and I and I understand that. So if I, I'm 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 asking this question here: If Enzo goes to 205 Live, he, he sees, makes it better. He does yes, make he it does. better. Does it make you it better for Enzo? Yes. Does it make it better for Enzo? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, because that, that means better, yes, better, it makes it oh tremendously better for Enzo because Enzo would be. 
the punching dummy for Monday Night Raw. Correct. He has the chance now to be the star on 205 Live. And then after becoming the star of 205 Live, he's still going to have a slot on Raw every single week. And and, and here's the thing. If if they do push, if he does become the champ, if he does, I will will be. If it's win. Okay. And if. if, You're trying to paint yourself so far into this corner. I'm not. I'm not. Let me just say something. And and I've I said that at the time. If he does go, if he does become cruiserweight, champion, I will be. I will say I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. I read into this. The fact that he was that, made it that, you, that he has to become champion in order yes. for you to be wrong. He, you're already wrong. No, I'm not right. wrong. I, I think I think if he becomes Jack Gallagher, he was better off in a tag team than he was before, which is how this started. Again, you're creating a scenario where they're going to say to the biggest thing they've ever had on the show, "Go be Jack Gallagher." Come on, man. Come on! Wait, was was Get he a tag? He was the man. biggest thing in the tag division, and he was never a tag champion. Oh, for, he wasn't the biggest thing in the tag division. The no, New he Day wasn't. was in the tag division. You don't. And so were the Hardys. <laughs> now the Hardys were very, very um, excuse me, very Wait, little bit. Enzo and Cassidy won the NXT tag titles. Like they, I just, know, they I understand were, that they they were never designed to be those champions because they have to be. Once so, they win the titles, the the but the chase, the chase of Enzo Amore on Neville. Well, is money. Oh yes. my god, it's, it's wonderful. Think of the promos. Money. Think of the build-up. Think of everything that that, that a renewed Enzo I, I agree. That's my, what I my, said my, a month my, ago. My concern is they spent the past two months treating Enzo like an asshole. They had him because jumping. he was facing a guy that was a thousand feet He jumped tall. him from the back and was getting killed. He couldn't get anything. He was treated like an asshole. He was. He was treated like an asshole, and that always because has been my concern. Big he was jumping people from you... behind and couldn't get a move on him. He was facing. He literally. He literally footer. was on on Sunday. He was put in a cage so he could jump behind him and get his ass kicked. That was his his role on Sunday at the second biggest show of the year. I think it's reasonable to question how much they tr- they truly like him as a wrestler when Aaron, that's his role in the second biggest match Aaron, of the year. Okay. You're I think that's. To say, I was wrong on this. If one. he becomes it's champion, right. I will instantly say I'm wrong. The moment he's the moment he's champion. The moment he's champion, I will I will I will bow down. Well, well, I will well, say my I was thing wrong. is this. My only question is this, Aaron. Yes. Because this all started because I was right and you were wrong. But uh, <laughs> my only question is. Why is the championship the qualification for? Because any because so far no 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 because because so far as Glenn said as Glenn has said if you are not the champion the cruiserweight champion you do not matter in two hundred five live. Oh, the guys that were on the real show didn't matter. You are such an asshole right now. I am not an asshole. You've been bitching for six months about how no one in the cruiserweight division matters. Do not turn this around on me because you are the one who is leading the bitch about 205 Live. And they're not doing it. Yeah, they are. It's everything I've said. Titus O'Neil has been on 205 Live. And you're desperate. I'm not desperate. You're the asshole who's saying the cruiserweight division doesn't matter. Nah, I'm, You're I'm, the w- I'm definitely Team Glenn on this one, for sure. Yeah. But God, Team Glenn has said okay. nothing but it's negativity not about 205 Live for so long. Yeah, I don't... he's an idiot, too. But Okay, but, it but doesn't he's the fit. lesser of two idiots at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the champion matters in 205 Live at the moment. Enzo will matter because, again, like I said, he's always going to matter. But I don't think he's better necessarily better off if he's not going to be the champion in 205 Live. Why? Why? He's the, he's the headliner of the show. Right. 
He's the reason people tune in. Well, no one's tuning in right now. We'll see if he if he continues. So that's the that's what you're saying. Now maybe you pull something out of him that that nobody else could. And and no one. I and I hope to God it happens. And I think, but I think that unless you're literally going to have him challenge forever, eventually what ends up happening to. I mean, hell, Austin Aries quit because he was so sick of of being on 205 Live. Wait, wait, don't get me started on Austin Aries. <laughs> oh, you got something to say about Austin Aries? Austin Aries is a very difficult person to deal with. Well, so apparently is Enzo, and, considering and Roman Reigns is kicking him off buses and stuff. So You can go and ask his two previous employers. Oh, I, I mean, Austin Aries may be very difficult, but, I mean, from what we're hearing, so is Enzo, so... Well, Enzo's had some issues on the road, yeah. yeah. I mean, but he's gone and done the job. For fuck's sake, man. We'll see. I, it, we'll this see. Is... I'm, not, I'm not taking one week to celebrate that Enzo is now on the right track. No, it... no, no. He's never been on the wrong track. That's the right. difference. He's always moved merch, so he's always been and, on the right track. Yeah, and he's uh, Zach Ryder's always design. moved merch. Uh, that's not true. Zach Ryder is yeah. currently not. Well, he's currently not, but remember hmm. in 2011, what was the biggest selling thing? It was in Zach Ryder. And then they buried him. Correct. So the idea that that's all that matters Correct. is not always and, the case. And, and as as you've been saying, right, they've been making him look like an ass for a month, right? For, for, for yes. Okay, uh, so yeah. for a month, right? They've been making him look, Enzo look like an ass, like he doesn't matter at all, like yes. he's the worst, like he's the scum, right? Correct. 20-minute promos on every 20 show. 20-minute exactly. promos, and on top of that, he showed up on 205 Live, and, and the got crowd went insane. I the loudest pop that that show has ever seen. Yes. Yes. After and being an asshole for a month. turn on the network to see him. Mm-hmm. Okay. We it's will, okay to be wrong, Aaron. I, look, if I he's champion, I will be wrong. I, I, I will admit, no, I'm... Just, 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 like, like, just like AJ says, don't overreact for one week. You guys are taking one week way too seriously. And, and dude, uh, it's been about a they, month. They actually you. told you this was happening like two months ago. Correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, they were they were saying that he'd either go to 205 Live or NXT. They, they were absolutely saying I that. never yeah. said NXT. I no, said no, 205 I, Live. No, I, I know you didn't. I, I'm Straight just saying, to 205 Live. The face Neville for the championship was my exact words. Again... A month from now, if he's champion, if he's being pushed, if he's oh, being oh, relevant, oh. I will say I'm wrong. I will say I'm wrong. Oh, you're okay. the worst. And All right. The What's, what else I'm happened on Raw? I'm, the, I'm done with this. What else happened on Raw? We have a new women's champion. We do have a new women's Sasha champion. Banks. Um, I was excited. I definitely, uh, I definitely feel a lot better knowing that I had the current women's champion. At my house for four right. years. That's right. That did happen. That's a good her point. And her, love, um, her and her lovely How did husband. I miss this? Because you don't listen to the you show. You don't listen to the show. No, we, Get the hell out of here. Because he lives in Orlando. I come down. I you could have come. Pause. Um, look, I, I have no problem with it at all, and I think that your guys' theories, this sets up well for ha- the ability to have Nia Jax take the belt off of her, which finally you know answers the Nia Jax problem that you have, which is that She's exactly like most girls. Like she's the exact same as every other girl. She can't she win. You can now solve that problem by having her take the belt off of Sasha Banks, which right. would make a whole lot of sense. So I'm on board for everything that you see right there. I, I, the, the bummer about that is that Alexa Bliss was so great that you just don't like a world where, and this is always the issue that I have, they have such a problem running concurrent women's storylines, and I don't know why, because they couldn't have more talent sitting around waiting. But, for example, this weekend, they had nothing for Becky Lynch to do because – why wouldn't they have nothing for Becky Lynch to do? She's only amazing. Um, you just, I, I'm just asking if you're going to remove Alexa Bliss from the equation, please have something for Alexa Bliss. Ember. Because uh, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. I mean, I, I, I'm I'd pop. But hey, but hey, listen, I think it's okay that Becky Lynch wasn't on the show. And actually, if you go into it, 
Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks were not scheduled yeah, to be correct. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and we think that it was because they had something else planned. No, they, yeah, they, they were supposed to have the – so um, just from someone that I know. Uh, they were supposed to have a four-on-four uh, women's tag match, the four horsewomen of WWE versus the four horsewomen of UFC. That's not happening at Summer. That wasn't supposed to happen at SummerSlam. Though. Yeah, uh, yeah, it actually was. But they ended up they ended up pulling and end up not working. Um, so they might still have it in the future, right? But you know that was supposed to be the plan. And I always heard that that was for Mania. That was not. Yeah. How how was everybody going to get ready before this summer? Because they were already training. Uh, unless at, unless at you're uh, Stephen Amell. They were already training at the Performance Center. I mean, look, look. If it still happens at WrestleMania, it'd be great. But I, what's the timeline for Bailey? I don't know. We don't know. And then, and then you have the other issue with, I, you know, you got to figure out what's going on with Bailey, just with yeah. with the crowds. I, the but, crowds are assholes, and that's yeah, absolutely it. But I, if I, the I, crowds I, are going to continue to be assholes, I love you this gotta now. Figure. I love this now. See oh, when no, it was. No, see when this, it was. This, see no. when it was Roman Reigns being treated like <laughs> shit by the crowd. Everybody made me look like the asshole for saying you guys are assholes. Now that it's somebody that people like, like Bailey, all of a sudden, oh yeah, we know the crowds are assholes. But you know, there's nothing really you can do about that. No. Fuck you guys, because you guys make it seem like when I talk about Roman Reigns that I am the one that is obtuse because I'm the only one that's noticing that people are being dicks for no reason, and yet it happens to Bailey, and all of a sudden it's a big deal. I don't like either. Again, they gave him shit, and I said that before. I'm not saying it excuses the way the crowds reacted, but they gave him shit. They gave him uh, Peter Cottontail, whatever the fuck that was. I mean, it was terrible. (laughs) Bailey's done nothing. There is zero. There's nothing that Bailey has done that justifies. Like the crowd just turned on her one day. Fuck Brooklyn for that on Sunday night because it was fuck fuck Brooklyn for a lot of things, but. Yeah, okay. But I could say there was a shitty Boston crowd that acted like assholes or whatever. It's one thing. What they did on Sunday night with Bailey, I, I like it's in. It, I just want to murder all of them. Like what? What do you want in professional wrestling if you have a problem with Bailey? Apparently, if you, you want to play with beach balls. I mean, you suck so much. You suck so much. If you don't like Bailey, go screw. That's how I feel about that. Um, anything else Raw wise that we have to cover? We have uh, to talk about the tag team title match, the Raw tag team. Oh title yeah, shit! Match. It was, yeah. Great. It was, it was good. Damn, damn. Yes. Amazing! It's one of the uh, I I did I, you know I do I use my, I do my usual Twitter poll after pay per views where I ask people what they think the the best match of the night was on our driving out Twitter and um, I I put in the SmackDown tag. Team I was gonna titles. say I, I thought the SmackDown was a yes. little bit better, but because I uh, I th- I mean personally I I probably would have thought that way anyway just because it was a new day. Um, so but I put that one in there, but. I told people, I picked three matches. I said the Universal title match, the SmackDown Live tag team title match, or the U.S. title match. And then I said comment with other. And all our comments say the Raw tag team title match. I mean, that would be the I mean, I, th- I think the Power Rankings clearly went the main event and then the two tag team matches yes. in some order as far as the top three matches of the night. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was it was tremendous. It was great storytelling. Um, you still have this 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 carrot out there of Dean Ambrose, you know, flipping on Seth Rollins at some point. Like it, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. They did that very well. Kudos to all Do parties. Do they have him flipping on Seth Rollins? You have the option. You definitely yes, have the option. It's a carrot, right? What? It's dangling out there. You know like, what? What? I mean, I will watch? I will say <laughs> it was very cute how they all had black and red on on. It, it, it was, was fun. Oh, yes, it was. It was, <laughs> it, it, it was very nice. 
was very cute. Um, you, I, I, I was cur- I was I was interested in the way they used the Hardys this week. Just have him have them put over the Shield even more. Just saying, you know, this is a true tag team here, and it does beg the question: What are the plans with the Hardys going forward to have this match? You know, right after SummerSlam like that. I'm interested to see where they go there. Well, there is they still have one to thing break. that could be waiting for them. They have to break. Yeah, they have I mean, to right, break. right. Oh, yeah, they could be awoken. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That would be one thing. Woke Matt Hardy. Uh, woke <laughs> Matt Hardy. Woke Hardy. Yes. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, last thought before we move on to SmackDown. Um, may Elias and R-Truth work together forever. <laughs> may that be the main event of every show that ever exists in the history of professional wrestling. Because, my God, it's everything I need in my life. That's how I feel about that. And the Elias cover of the R-Truth song. You might on. You can finish that thought. I, okay. I was going to say, he needs to do it every time. He needs to come out yeah, to that from right. now on. Correct. It's perfection. It's perfection. Um, I just realized that we never mentioned the fact that, oh, by the way, on top of it being the week that we were acting SummerSlam, Ron Simmons is coming on the program later. You know, that little that little thing. Just that. That's all. The great Ron Simmons, former uh, world heavyweight champion, the first ever black world heavyweight champion. We'll, uh, of course, join you. Farouk, obviously, and damn, the whole thing. Uh, Ron Simmons will join us later on the show before he is a part of a PCW's show in Leesburg here in October. We'll come back in. We will talk some SmackDown, everything that occurred this weekend, the fallout from that. Sean Creedle is with us from MCW. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Outs. Members of the GCR community, they're telling me about their experiences at Full Circle Tire and Auto. Steve Barry, why did you take your vehicle to Full Circle? I saw a uh, service light on the dashboard, and I called the dealership, and they told me it was going to be about $200 to do it, and I heard the commercial for Full Circle Tire and Auto. And I called them, and they told me that they could save me even more money than I thought. They were about $100 less, and it turns out that they didn't have the correct fluid for the car, so they actually went to the dealership and got it, and didn't charge me any extra for it. And that's not all they did for you, was it? About a week and a half later, they sent a personalized thank you card from Amy and the team. They signed it, and it's actually really nice, something I've never experienced before. That's the difference at Full Circle Tire and Auto, 410-676-2277. That's 410-676-CARS, 1304 Governor's Court, Unit 110 in Abingdon, and FullCircleTireAndAuto.com. Back in here for segment number two. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Our special guest host this week, Sean Creedle from MCW. And, of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. So we knocked out Raw and the fallout from that in segment one. And we touched on a good bit of what happened with SmackDown. But let's let's get further into it. Um, yes, we're all idiots for not seeing what the way things were unfolding. And not seeing that, obviously, they would need to have Shinsuke face Jinder in a Hell in a Cell match because that's the only way that you can dispose of the two little assholes that run around with him and potentially, the, you know, the, if he, for whatever reason, the Great Khali were to show up again, although there's no expectation that he would. Um, Great Khali rips the side off of the Hell in a Cell. You know yeah, what? Right. No, hang on. If he did, you're telling me you wouldn't fucking pop louder than you pop for anything else. I'd pop. Yeah. I, mean, I it would, would definitely be- pop. Um, so that's obvious. Look, the match itself was fine. You know, there was that feeling of, I thought they did something really cool on Tuesday night. I don't know if you guys noticed this, 
But on Tuesday night, they didn't do like an interview segment or anything coming out of break when they brought out Shinsuke Nakamura. They just came right back from commercial and his music hit. And I don't know why, but it felt even bigger because of that. Like it felt like you have obviously you have to be watching right now. We can't waste any time because this is Shinsuke Nakamura time, which I thought was great. Um, I don't think they hurt him at all on no. Sunday night. I, you know, I don't think it was his finest work of all time, but I think it was very good. Um, I had no beef with it, and I think that they furthered things along fine to get to what is a very logical conclusion to have it work at Hell in Cell. And, and can I steal uh, Aaron's thought, probably, which is coming? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't, do you really want to think like Aaron? Jinder <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mahal needed this victory. Yeah, he did. He needed this. I'm an idiot for not picking him. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he needed this victory. I think it was important. If you're gonna go all the way with Jinder, and he's been the champion for how many months now? Four months or whatever. About that. Yeah. I, listen, you got to go further. You got to. You got to. You got to. You got to validate why you put the title on him in the first place. It's the same thing that they did with the Miz back in the day when he won the championship. And by the way, he went on and won. Through WrestleMania. By the way, by the I way. apologize that we didn't talk about the Miz in the first segment. Jesus, we, there was so much I mean, going. I mean, there was. By the way, yeah, promo of the year. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my fucking god, it was so good. I'm so sorry that we fucked that up, but like, we need to say anything else about it. It was spectacular. Yeah. It was hot fire. So yeah, I think you need Dylan, Dylan. one one year anniversary Dylan. of his uh, talking smack tirade today. Yes. Oh, is it really? Yep. By the way, that show needs to come back well, in the worst way. Well, well of course it does. Right. Um, that's a great point. You're right. That's a great point. It, it does a lot for, for gender. And I, well, I mean, which is weird because remember when gender ruined the company? Remember when gender ruined professional? That's right. He absolutely Smackdown. ruined Smackdown. Oh, it, it, was, it was going to never be able to be saved from the ashes. And yet here we are. How have the ratings been what, during gender's reign? Uh, it didn't get, it didn't, it went, it went, it didn't, it did not remember how you were like, it's going to get back up to December. It didn't quite get back up to there, but it did go yeah, up a little bit. Aaron, here's they just got, got 2.7 million this week. Mm, mm, I haven't well, seen this week's, so mm, mm, that's I, I, real weird. I just told you. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was going before. That's that. interesting because that would seem to be mm, right mm. around the range we were oh. talking about. Mm, real weird. And real who weird. was the heavyweight uh, champion at the time, Glenn? Um, I believe Jinder Mahal was the heavyweight wow, champion. Weird. Yeah. Wow, I am on fire. Goofy, oh. thing. Goofy thing. I mean, I I don't know. I'll go back and double check though, just to see. But, by the way, we and being in the building, we were so hoping at some point. Accidentally, even somebody give Heath Slater a title match. So oh yeah, it, it, has no it, it has to happen. It it has to happen. Like no. Heath has to come out and do a pre- like even if they don't actually put the title like, on him, just do a backstage segment where he mentions it or no, something. let him beat the Miz and any. Well, oh, I, I mean, I, I, at least I, I, give us that one day. Yes, where we have I, that I would love that, but I'd love him to at least acknowledge, at the very least, acknowledge it, and I'd love it if he was holding a belt. It doesn't even matter what belt it is. Imagine this for a second. You know how you know how WrestleMania. You know you know how WrestleMania they like to do like big backstage moments. Imagine a moment backstage at WrestleMania where um, Drew Galloway, who just uh, defended his uh, NXT title the night before, bumps into Jinder with the World Heavyweight Title and Heath Slater with the Intercontinental Title. I mean, it would be. I don't expect him to hold the title that long, but yes, that would be wonderful. Or, or anywhere. Hey, what's up? How you guys been? Remember how a tribute to the troops they did that the new day with the I'm the greatest troops. You you do something like that, and then you have 3MB show up with all of them. Oh, it would be so great. It would be so great. Amazing. Um, 
uh, anyway, so yeah, good with good with all that went out went down, and you know, like I again, we were we were all talking about the thing with AJ and Shane and Kevin Owens, and I finally said, we're, I'm overthinking this. This is how they're gonna they they have to have Shane quote unquote screw yes. Kevin Owens. You just have to do that. There's yes. no other choice here but that but to do that. And so they did that the right way where there's enough plausible deniability that it doesn't make Shane a heel and Kevin Owens is over as a heel enough that even if there is an argument that he was being shitty that people will still embrace Shane clearly, which is so fucking weird that Shane gets Shane the pops. Shane O'Mac. Well, Shane and, O'Mac. And, and people ask, hey, why does Shane McMahon always have to have a match at because, such a... But does he have to have a match at WrestleMania? And I don't want to see like Shane McMahon on WrestleMania. That's me being Glenn. And, <laughs> and yet, every time Shane comes out, they chant his name. They love him. They say his name more than anybody, more than most no, people in the back. Yeah. Same reason Reason, wonder why Goldberg was in the damn title match at WrestleMania because these stupid idiots who complain about Vince not giving them what they want, he gives you what you want. You cheer for Shane McMahon, you get Shane McMahon matches. You cheer for uh, Goldberg the way you do more than anyone else, you get Goldberg matches. You can't complain about it when you get it. I mean, I look, it's clear. Well, they're going to complain. I- I think uh, Tuesday they they kind of went on the verge of what you said, uh, Glenn, about Shane kind of going a little crossing the line a little bit. Like, he screwed over Kevin Owens in that match. He told Kevin Owens he can pick whoever he wants as the referee, knowing what could happen. And then he's just like, no, wait, the ref's not doing his job, so I'm going to take this. He screwed over Kevin Owens there, straight up. But, again, Kevin Owens works enough as a heel. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, Kevin Owens is great, so he'll he'll make it work. That, that you can make that work. But yes, I'm in agreement. I don't like that in storyline. If you're supposed to be a face GM, then you're supposed to be what you want. Like, whatever. I'm thinking, overthinking it. It's fine. It really is fine. Honestly, it's all fine. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. And honestly, the fact that it looks like you're going to do that at Survivor Series, I probably am far better with that because it means that you would set up Kevin Owens to have, he had AJ Styles at SummerSlam. He can have something better at WrestleMania as well. And I like both of those things. So. I think something else is happening here, too. I would not be surprised if there's a heel turn for Sami Zayn. I could see that. Ooh. And I think they gave I just I just the, can't process him as a, as a heel. Cuz he's never been he's never been a heel at any point in his career, right? And his right. character is so unnaturally a heel, right? right? Like but and, I And you heard everything Kevin said to him on Tuesday. Yeah. And basically was like, dude, let's just end this. You come and so come with think, me. You think that Kev, that Sami could say turn on Shane. Shane. Align yes. himself with Kevin Owens yes. as a heel. Well, that be- wouldn't suck. Be- because SmackDown needs a new power heel team. My God. The Usos can't be the only ones. The Usos what? aren't heels. Yeah, they really aren't. Well, man. no, not My really. God, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not heels. Like, they, they should be heels. And right. they're supposed to be heels. Yeah. But well, they're not. They're like, they are, like, it's weird because the Usos are everything that people don't want Roman Reigns to be. Like, Roman Reigns is a babyface that everyone hates. Right. And the Usos, who have so much connection with Roman Reigns, and literally only started getting booed because they started working with Roman Reigns. (laughs) They are heels that everyone loves. What what, what the Usos are, they're the New Day at the beginning of their becoming the New Day. Right. They weren't... Yeah, yeah, you're right. They 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 get this new gimmick. They tweak it a little, you know. Obviously, in this case, it was a massive overhaul. They get the new gimmick. At first, it's like, okay, yes, we accept you as heels, but eventually, you're just so awesome that we have to cheer you. Yeah, I dude, look, and and they've been tremendous. Like I was legitimately shocked that Biggie took the pin. 
Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that, too. And it, it goes back to the thing that I, I, I look, I think it's very clear at this point. There is no thought anywhere that they need the New Day to do anything else and to do anything individually. And that I've said before, it's going to bug me. It's going to bug me for a long time because I think that particularly Big E could be doing great things. But I think it's very clear they just don't, they don't feel the same way. They have no inclination to that. They have no thought that they should be doing that. And I get it. The New Day is working in the meantime. So, like, it's not like they hurt these guys in the process. I just feel as though there's no reason why they couldn't have had one of them working at bigger things, the others working in the tag division, and it's bothered me, and I wish more for that. But So um, Big E should be going after gender, is that, that what you're saying? That would be my thought process. Is that, but it should have been happening a long time ago, and they didn't do it then. They're not doing it now. It's clear that they're not thinking about it that way. They have no concern about Big E eating a pin because it's not really Big E eating the pin. It's the New Day eating the pin. He's just yeah. the one that happens to be the one that's taking it. Right. And that's, again... I. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing, and I, I want to make that very clear. When I say I have a complaint about it, I have a complaint because I have these high hopes, for particularly for Big E individually, but they think of it this way. And in the meantime, the New Day continues to be wonderful and sells a boatload of merch yes. and, and no problem. You know what I mean? Like It's worked for them. They've all individually had their own things, like Xavier exists in this video game world that does nothing for me. Like It's all, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I just I've always hoped for more, and it's clear that that's never happening, and so it's fine. You know what I mean? I'll I'll live with that, and I'll I'll just have I'll have that empty dream that exists for me for whatever Aww. reason. Um, How quick do they move? Um, I I don't know what you call them, uh, Alpha World's Greatest Tag Team American whatever uh, as Shelton Benjamin Gable. How far do they, how quickly do they move them into the tag picture? Replace one brother with another brother. I mean, they they move them quickly. They have to. I mean, what does does Shelton look like? He gained a little weight, boys. A little Shelton, bit. He's injured. Had like a little bit of a Frank Thomas that's, vibe going that, that's on. That's what other happens night. when you get hurt. I mean, <laughs> I looked at him for a second. I'm like, that's Shelton Benjamin. Like, that looks like Shelton Benjamin's uncle. Like, <laughs> I do like that we get the the Gable that we saw at the very beginning of American Alpha, like that giddy to be here uh, yes. American Alpha, because yeah. that's what first endeared us to Chad Gable. So to be able to get that again, and in a natural way, because of course. He, you know, worships Shelton Benjamin if he was, you know, an yes. amateur wrestler and watching wrestling. Of course, yep. that's who he worshipped. He should be giddy. And so I'm hoping that that leads to good things. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I mean, look, I, I and I'm fine with it. Like, I, I'd forgotten and, that Shelton Benjamin was a thing. So. And, and applaud WWE for filling in a plot hole. Yes. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yes. Like, like, I, we referenced that. I want them to do that type of stuff. Please. Yeah. Sell me. It, it does. It cleans something up about the Jason Jordan thing. Yeah. They could have just brought Shelton Benjamin in and not referenced it, and they didn't do that. And I, thumbs up, man. Mm-hmm. That's a small. It's such a small thing to do yeah. that I really genuinely enjoyed and appreciated. So I'm all in. Um, Natalia is women's champion. Finally. And, and should be women's champion, and Natalia. I, I believe you said you were going to rub your nuts in AJ's face if Natalia oh, that, won it. Oh, I what? did say I was going to do that because he fucking rope doped me, <laughs> and then he picked against me, and he was wrong. And who got the most picks right this weekend? Your boy did. Uh-oh. What were the actual rankings? I want to know. Uh, it was Glenn. I think was eleven or ten something. You and Migs were nine. I was eight. You suck, Aaron. So you mean to tell me that, AJ, if you had just picked with me, you could have tied me? Yeah. Huh, how about that? He'll never how do that. How about that? that? Almost, almost like how I was the only one with a brain cell that picked Drew Galloway. No, you did, but I picked Natalia, and I Well, won. Drew Galloway did not win. Drew McIntyre won. Sorry. If we were still doing the botch, I'd call the botch, but we're not doing it anymore because Glenn <laughs> botched before. Actually, I'm pretty sure that AJ has called him Drew Galloway every time. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I did. Just four times yeah, today. right? 
Um, uh, no, Natalia's awesome, and so that kicks ass, and, and you still have this Carmelo. Who is Carmella Drew Galloway? Piece. Why do I keep saying that? Well, he is Drew Galloway. Is oh, Drew. there it is! <laughs> <laughs> so fucking lucky if I got the five box. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know, I, I was like, what the fuck is, I was like, how am I confused on this? Dummy. Um, yeah, oh. you have a lot of options there, and that's and that's a good thing. And, and there's like, there's nothing wrong with Natalia being champion. Natalia should be champion. Drew Galloway did win technically. Seven years it took for her, to get which the is belt really back. amazing. It's really amazing. Seven that years. You go seven years without Natalia being champion, and particularly when you had two champions for a little while. But um, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Who's got a complaint about? Oh, you know what that really is. For a woman to go seven years with it between title reigns and still be in the company, that is a testament to her. Well, not oh, just no. still in the company. For most of those seven years, she was a pivotal, if not the pivotal, part of that division. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, look, if it, what else can we say about Natalia? Natalia is, is... You know what's funny is Natalia literally is the female Bret Hart. Yeah. She is now. <laughs> okay. She I mean, really is. There's something to be said for that. She really is. She she's the workhorse of the women's division. Right. Is what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, and on top of that, she has the she has the career. She has obviously the gimmick. She yeah. has she started as uh, she was a baby face for a long time, and then now she had to do something different, and it it was completely different than what she used to do. But it got over, and then now she's reaping the benefits of it getting back over. She's she's doing very well. I'm I'm happy for her. Look, I mean, all on board. All all in, say I. I, you know, like, come on, man. It's Natalia. Great, great. Um, we we thought we weren't getting, um, like, and this was very weird. I thought we weren't getting Brizongo at all this week, and then we got them. But you but didn't we, get Fashion Files. But you didn't get right. it, yeah. Yeah, like, that was, it was. And like, it was funny, because they kind of alluded to that, Yeah, too. and that was fine, like, <laughs> um, but. By the way, do you think the Usos winning the tag titles is so that Brizongo can win the tag titles? Can move in? Yeah. See, I don't, uh, if it wasn't for, you know, Gable and Benjamin, I, I feel like they might leapfrog well, the fashion oh, police. No, no I'm, I'm definitely on. I, think no. the I, I don't police... think they should, but I'm I'm a little concerned. that, they, Especially, you know, they, they might treat them just say, okay, you know, you do these this funny bit. We're going to push these guys. I could see that happening. Maybe, but I think that... I think that this was an audible call because they saw what they were having with the Usos, and they wanted to reward the the New Day because the New Day was doing very well. That's why they gave them their third title reign. Um, but I think that this all came down to the fact that the Usos are lightning in a bottle, and so is the Fashion Police. And I think that is a feud that you clean up what New Day's doing now, let them go away and do something else after they're done with the Usos. And then you have a feud with the Fashion Police and the Usos taking you into SummerSlam. And, I mean, not SummerSlam, sorry, Survivor Series and yeah. and beyond. Well, we're, wait a minute. We have, did we actually solve the mystery of who attacked? No, we haven't. No, we, no. Haven't. we haven't. So I think that team you still hasn't. Think, you still think there's an NXT team perhaps? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, probably the authors of pain. Authors of pain are the yeah, ones yeah. That, that were attacking them. Yeah, I mean, well, and and if you're going to seg the new day out of the title picture, you have to have a team for them to feud with. And, you know. Or the not see what the hell happened to Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Well, yeah, that's true as well. And we brought them up, and we when we're having this conversation before we yeah. brought because they they do appear to have fallen off the face of the planet. I mean, there's no. But Dolph Ziggler had fallen off so the, the face of the planet until exactly. this week, and now uh, he's no, he hasn't because Dolph Ziggler is the colonel. I guess he's not anymore because Shawn Michaels is. But Shawn Michaels the colonel. <laughs> You know, then you are. I assure you, you are still very important. Well, how about that promo from Dolph Ziggler? This that, week? that was interesting. Amazing. I, I'm very he's curious Ziggler, to see Dolph next Ziggler's week. Amazing. I mean, so he basically just shit on the everybody. Entire yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> as he should, he's Dolph Ziggler. He should shit on the entire right. roster. Of so he should. He so shot on our truth. Are you okay with Dolph Ziggler shitting on our truth, Glenn? Um, he's not oh. on SmackDown, dummy. But he specifically he, said, "What do I have to do? Come out?" Oh, I guess he could have been talking about uh, the Usos. I thought yeah, targeting our truth yeah. there. Well, nice yeah. Try. Nice try. <laughs> Anything else you need to cover from SmackDown? Uh, Bobby Roode. Oh, fuck, right. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a little thing oh, that happened, happened there on SmackDown. We could, I, we could also tie that into segment three, too. Um, yeah, I mean, Bobby Roode's on SmackDown now. We'll talk more about that when we come back in and break down NXT. Uh, but, yeah, it's Bobby Roode on SmackDown, and, and he's glorious. Uh, <laughs> so when we come back in, Ron Simmons is going to join us. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, very excited to chat with uh, the great Ron Simmons. We'll do that next, and then we will break down anything, everything from NXT, where uh, uh, Sean Credo was on Saturday night yes. for uh, TakeOver Brooklyn 3. So we'll uh, do all that, and we'll wrap up for the week. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The Main Event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Many people know about Goodwill through donating clothes and furniture. Did you know that Goodwill also accepts vehicle donations? Goodwill accepts vehicles in running or non-running condition. When you donate a vehicle, you can steer clear of all of the headaches associated with trying to sell a car yourself. It's fast, simple, and reliable, and you also receive a tax deduction. When you donate to Goodwill, know that your donation is being used to help someone find a job. Last year, we provided job training services to people in need of assistance because of physical, mental, or other social barriers and placed over 3,000 into jobs. To donate your vehicle to Goodwill, visit givethegoodwill.org or call 866-492-2770. That's givethegoodwill.org, 866-492-2770. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, and I'll just skip right through the introductions because we've got a legend on the phone, boys. We have a Hall of Famer. We have a man that has accomplished everything there is to accomplish in professional wrestling, and he is coming to our neck of the woods. He will be at Primal Conflict Wrestling in October. PrimalConflictWrestling.com is how you get your tickets. The great Ron Simmons joins us on Jobbing Out. Ron, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, man, listen, I, I, you know what? I was thrilled that I got the call to try to come back in the area where I, that was very instrumental in me launching my career, you know, back in the yeah. Virginia area. And I'm really, really looking forward to this. Well, we are thrilled to have you back. I got to tell you, I'm in Baltimore, and um, not only one of the most important moments of your career, but one of the most important moments in the history of professional wrestling happened with you here in Baltimore. Uh, can you take me back 25 years ago this month and tell me what it was like that night at the Baltimore Civic Center when you won the title? Well, you know, that, that's easy for me to do, you know, because I relive that. I, that's not a day of the month since that has happened. And to be honest with you, that I don't relive it because when something of that nature happens to you, and it's not often that people get the opportunity to have something as, you know, as historic, as I might say, happen to them like that, and it's something that you never forget, that you will ne- always relive. And I've done that ever since that happened. And it, it's something that the only way I can put that on scale, man, is that it, it's beyond belief. Because not only was it, first of all, was something that in all professional wrestlers strive to do, Correct. and that's to become the best, and that's become world champion. And not only did I do that, but at the same time, made history and becoming the first black world heavyweight champion. So it was just a thrill and an honor at the same time. And it's something that you never get over and that you're not only proud of yourself, but you also, it just gives you a special meaning when people 
come up to you and say thank you for giving me that inspiration from when you won that title that night. And not just because of it being a title, but because of it giving me inspiration to go on to do other things with my life. Now, you can't ask for a better compliment than that. Did you know what it was going to mean? When they told you what was going to happen, did you know then what it was going to mean to the people in that building? Absolutely not. I, I, and I would be lying if I said that because I had no idea of the impact that it was not only going to have on them, but on me and on the world of professional wrestling. I mean, bro, when I go back and look at that, the, 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 just the crowd and just to look at their faces and the reaction of when that happened, listen, you're not human if you don't get chills when you look at that. And I'm I, getting and chills I, right now. Every time I see it, man, I've got to be honest with you, it, it, it just makes my flesh crawl and almost bring me to tears, to be honest with you. You know, you know? the way- Everyone points to that one kid that's in the crowd who's jumping up and down, who almost falls over the railing with excitement. Have you ever met that kid? Do you, do you know what the story have, was there? Yes, I have. I've had the good fortune of running into him. And, and listen, his enthusiasm is the same to this day as it was on that very night that that happened. You know, And I'd always wanted to run into him because he's the one that when you look at you can't help but notice. You know, And he came to one of the the shows I was doing here, and I believe it was somewhere around the Maryland area. And when he did, when I was doing a function of some sort, and he was there, and instantly I knew who he was. And his same enthusiasm, and, and if you know, is is the exact same as it is when that night happened. You know, and not only for him, but I mean, it was a moment to where it everybody of all colors shared that same moment. To be honest with you, when you look at that reaction, you know. Uh, that crowd, you know, and th- and that's the kind of thing we need more of. You know, Ron, uh, this is AJ. I was first of all, I just want to say this is an honor to be even talking to you for real because, um, as a black kid that grew up watching wrestling, like you were always one of my favorite characters. And and when you were with the the Nation of Domination, I mean, that was literally my. That was when I grew up. The Nation of Domination was everything to me. So. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you. But I also want to say, on top of having a Hall of Fame wrestling career, you're also a Hall of Fame college football player. And you actually received votes for the Heisman Trophy, and you didn't play quarterback, which is crazy when you really think about that. Do you-, <laughs> Listen, you know, I, I've, here's, here's my mother of how, just a little brief history of, how, of me personally. It's early on, I coming from a terrible childhood uh, starting where, you know, mother mother leaving you at an early age dying and father just leaving seven siblings and going off doing his own thing at the age of nine. I knew then that if there was any way of me getting out of anything I was in, it was sports, in which I was gifted with a very, very good body and speed and everything that any, any athlete would dream of. And if I was going to get out of that, it was going to be sports. And anything that I got involved in that I applied myself to, I was going to do it to the best of my ability because that was my ticket out. And then football was the, the springboard for, for the beginning of that. And when I went on through college and did play that to the best of my goals and then, brother, to be voted for the Heisman Trophy as a nose guard, that you might as well gave me the Heisman Trophy because that's what it felt like when yeah, I was sure. <laughs> night in the Heisman Trophy. You know, I've got a, I've got that same 
paper, I've got that same ballot with Charles White, you know, on my wall now. And I walk past it, and I still look at it the same as if it were just like I would view it when I won the world championship that night, you know. If a it's defensive tackle round. if a defensive tackle gets nominated, like if you get any votes in the Heisman Trophy, you should just win because the fact that you got <laughs> votes at all proves that you were doing so much more than everybody else that everyone had to take notice. You know, listen, bro, any, if, you're mentioning, if your name is mentioned in the Heisman Trophy, listen, you know, I don't <laughs> think you have to say anything other than that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then for a defensive lineman, that that's unheard of. You know, I mean, and so, but it was just once again, it just goes back to what I was saying. I was wanting to play it to the best of my ability. Of course, the team came first, but secondly, it is to play. And if you get involved in a team sport, and even with professional wrestling. You carry that the same way. You know, you're in there with a guy. You want to do that to the best of your ability and just be the best at what you're doing. And that's the only way that I've applied myself throughout my life, you know, and that's what I teach back when I'm talking to the youth of today. Hey, if you're going to apply yourself to something, do it to the best of your ability if you want to do it and try to get the most out of it. Well, you certainly did that. There's no doubt about that. Ron Simmons is with us. Primal Conflict Wrestling presents Crimson Harvest 2. It's Saturday, October 28th at the Douglas Community Center in Leesburg. Get your tickets, primalconflictwrestling.com. Ron, if I could, could I go back to that night? Because, again, I'm a Baltimore guy, and it means so much to me. But Baltimore, was it important, do you think, that it happened in a place like Baltimore where we are such a melting pot and where it is, there's such a strong urban community, you feel like it, it meant more that it happened in Baltimore? Well, it couldn't have happened at a better place because there you have, you know, the, the, you have a mixed audience and a mixed crowd there, you know, and the outlet there for Baltimore, would, it could, you know, was there to where all medias could easily have access there, you know, and not and needless to mention that Baltimore had always been a great town and a great city, or professional wrestling to come in, and and before that had happened, they always the fans had always been very supportive of me. But the most of the fact that it happened there was because at some at two guys that have been in the ring and women as well. Sometimes the Baltimore crowd could be a bit hard and a bit critical of you in the ring. But that night there, they saw a real moment in professional wrestling, which is very rare that they see that kind of thing happen because there was no knowledge of that happening. It wasn't even knowledge to me of that that was going to take place that night. And I think that had one of, that's one of the biggest reasons of that reaction of the fans. And not only that, but they can see from the enthusiasm from me and everyone else and all of the other guys that, hey, this was something that that is not scripted of any kind, bro. That wasn't supposed to take place that night. Wow. Wow. When did you find out? I found that out, brother, just as I was stepping into the building. Wow. That's awesome. Because I was working mid-card at that point, you know, and just coming in and preparing myself for what I'd been doing uh, for the last year or so, and that was to work my way up. And so then you find yourself wandering in there, not thinking of anything, probably thinking within the next couple of years, I might get a shot at the U.S. title and continue to work my way up. But to walk in there and then be told that, hey, you know, tonight is going to be a chance that you have the opportunity, not only of a lifetime for yourself, but hey, to change the way this sport thinks of, you know, not only uh, black Americans, but for everyone, you know. 
So, and then for some doors to open up to anyone that's willing to put in the work and to see that, hey, that this is something that's capable for everyone. You know, you got the title shot, if I remember correctly, because of an injury. Do you ever think of what might have happened if that injury didn't happen? No, I, and I care not to even dwell on that. <laughs> I, I hear you, that. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never crossed my mind. <laughs> no. Do you think? Not at all. Do, uh, do you think it's? I, I want to know your genuine feelings about the fact that you obviously had a Hall of Fame uh, wrestling career. Literally, you're in the Hall of Fame. You have. Uh, you were part of many great factions. You worked with some of the best people in the history of the business, and most people who watch wrestling now, the their favorite thing you've ever done is say, damn, do you think, yeah. do you, does that bother you? or it, it, Not is... at all, because this is an ever-changing business, and you never know what's going to be something that the people like or something that the people would, you know, take to. And this, that's the nature of this business, is that you have to continuously change things up to see what's catching, what gimmick's going to be, uh, something that the people will be able to follow, and then... Here's the thing with the word with the word damn, and not just the word a uh, damn itself, but it has to do with the delivery and how exactly. in the context it's said. Okay, and and it's something that not only uh, everyone in all languages somehow <laughs> has to say that word every day. Okay, because there's someone that does something to us in some way to say it that you have to look at them or in traffic, or your kids, or something, you know, and you just have to say, damn. <laughs> yes. How, how did it start, Ron? Like, what was the story of, of how that began? Was it was it just well, something natural that you said one time and it, and it went from there? I know. That was something I, I think I, I wasn't aware of it, but Bradshaw brought it to my attention to where uh, when he and I were tagging and if something would go wrong in the ring, either I would get hurt, or uh, something, uh, or I'd mess something up to do something, and I'd always, you know, holler, damn, you know, and the people on the front, <laughs> for the first 10 rows could hear me. So, and when we would come back to some of the towns, you know, they would just start saying, damn, damn. So I was like, what are they talking about, man? And he said, I think they're saying what you say when something, you know, screws up. And I said, are you kidding me? And he said, no. So uh, I, try, I did something to where I tried it uh, to see if that what they were doing. And sure enough, that's what they were doing. So the writers, <laughs> caught, the writers caught on to it, and they did. Booker T and John Cena were doing a back-and-forth uh, exchange, and they told, me, they told me, just come out on stage and just simply say, damn, and that went from there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, my only drawback with that is that I wish that I'd known that 35 years ago. <laughs> I never would have climbed to the top rope. <laughs> I would have simply came out and said, damn. Okay. <laughs> Win every match that way. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. It's a much safer way to spend your career. I know that much. There's far fewer head injuries if you just say damn. That's for sure. Right. Hey, Ron, speaking of crowd uh, participation, there's been kind of a, I don't want to say a debate, but, but a lot of talk lately about the way that crowds have acted at wrestling events lately. And uh, I wanted to know your thoughts on the idea of the fans hijacking the shows and generally... Being idiots. Disre- yes, disrespecting wrestlers. What would you do if you were in the ring and fans brought out a beach ball or started chanting about random things or doing the wave? Well, no. Well, see, that's once again up to the guys 
or girls that are that are in in the ring that is conducting that. It's just like it's no different than you being a singer up there on stage. And hey, if you don't like what the crowd is doing, you can just simply walk. You know, you can't. You cannot. A singer can walk backstage and they can refuse to do that. But when you're in that ring, you are the one that's in command of them. You have to take control of that crowd. You don't let them dictate to you what, how you're going to wrestle because it will lift up to them. They have you to walk outside out there and jump off the tallest building out there and kill yourself. <laughs> you know? All right. So you are the one that dictates how that happens. You know? And so young, for the younger kids out there that are, are in this sport and trying to make a living out of it, you have to learn what, as the older guys have told me in the past, how to work. And when that encompasses taking control of the crowd, okay, and it goes back to the old format of the what professional wrestling was founded on. And when you get that and learn that, you wouldn't, you don't have the people getting, you know, getting tired and bored with what you're doing because as things have evolved now, you know, the kids now want to get in there and just do all of the theatrical trips now and, you know, and make it look high-flying all throughout the match. And sometimes they lose track of what this was really founded on, you know, and that's a good guy and a bad guy. And when you tell that story from those bases, then you don't lose the crowd. You have them participating in what you're doing. And that is what they've got to get back to doing. You, my, my, last, my last question I have for you, Ron, is I, I got to know. You were part of Doom, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You were part of the APA, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You were part of Nation Domination, one of the greatest stables of all time. What was the most fun you had doing? Like, which one okay. of those parts of your career do you do you, you know, look back and like know, the most? I, I, yeah, you know, and, I, and I've been asked that, man, and that's a good question. And it's really hard to answer, but because I'm one of, I'm one of the lucky ones that I've, uh, most of the tags and, and dance, uh, faction that I've been a, a part of. Hey, I've really enjoyed doing them. I've had a great group of guys that I've worked with all throughout it. But if I had to top one off, and I mean, it, it's really hard to say, I'd have to go with the APA because that. That's what was, I was hoping. Yeah, because I mean, that was just really on the lines of who I really was and I could work my style the way I wanted to. And needless to mention, I had the ideal partner who shared those same visions and views as me. I mean, brother, it, it was so it, it was coming across so good. We were at a restaurant somewhere, and one of the guy one, one of the guys in the restaurant screamed out, "Hey, look over there! It's those twins!" <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you something about that. That's how you know when things are going well. So you Man. know, I, it has to be that because I, not only did I have a a, a a lot of fun doing it. But I could work the style of wrestling which I wanted to, and I could let myself come across on the screen of who I really was in the ring. So it, it, that has to be at the, the top of the list. But the others are all very close second. 25 years ago here in Baltimore, he became the first ever black heavyweight champion of the world. And now he comes back to our neck of the woods October 28th with Primal Conflict Wrestling. Again, primalconflictwrestling.com. Go get your tickets right now. Ron Simmons, we cannot tell you what an honor this has been, man. We are such huge fans. We are so grateful for everything you've done for this business. Thank you so much for taking the time for us, and we can't wait to see you at PCW. Well, thank you, man. Thanks, and it's always a privilege, and I am really looking forward to uh, coming back up in the Virginia area, you know, and seeing a lot of the people that I know that I didn't have the opportunity to say hello to when I was on the road, but... Hey, we're going to make up for that and have a lot of fun. Holy shit, that was awesome. That was awesome. So cool. 
to have uh, Ron Simmons be a part of the show this week, and uh, and he killed it. And so go see him at the uh, PCW coming up in Leesburg here in October. PrimalConflictWrestling.com to get your tickets. Sean, can you just give Sean Creedle is with us obviously this week as well from MCW. It's very clear there's some sort of working relationship at this point mm-hmm. between PCW and MCW. Can yes. you shed any light on that for us? Because we like both of you guys. Oh, okay. And we like the success that both of you can have, and doing it together is awesome. Yeah, uh, Primal Conflict Wrestling's been around for a while, probably like 10 years. Um, but yes, there's a working relationship between the two. Um, MCW owner Dan McDevitt, uh, PCW owner uh, Tyler Steele. Uh, both of those, you know, we trade talent back and forth. Yeah. So you'll see MCW wrestlers appear on PCW shows and vice versa. Uh, they also, um, when we do our Tribute to the Legends show, they'll actually bring in some of the legends themselves and put them on our event. So it's a great relationship back and forth. And, you know, we cover our region. They cover the, the mountain region. So cool. we've got everything covered. Well, it's, uh, they're both great companies, and we appreciate the relationships that we have with both of them. And we encourage you to support all of those guys and just support indie wrestling because, yeah. come on, man, support indie wrestling. But don't support Sean Creedle. Never, no. never support Sean Cradle. He's an I, asshole. And can I say for those who didn't even, who did not come to our last event? Oh, well, the Leo Rush. Yes. Yeah, I mean. And, and listen, I, well, I'm not going to, not one to toot my own horn, or our own horn, I should say. But we didn't bring in any outside names. There were no big names on this show. This was just you guys. It was just the MCW roster. And we sold, not gave away, sold out the building still 700 over 700 tickets wow. sold uh yeah dude it, it's phenomenal we and it's one something we were expecting we literally threw that thing together in, in uh, three weeks ago and you did a cool thing for the fans too by making the tickets a little bit cheaper yes and that well, was that was a big you know like hey come out and see some wrestling today. yeah and i mean we felt bad because literally we threw that show together and was like okay we're gonna just put this out there hope you know people will show we get a decent amount it's okay we weren't expecting as many as we got, but we were very appreciative, and they got one hell of a show. Well, we will let you tell us more about Tribute to the Legends before we wrap up uh, here this week. Wait, but, wait, uh, I, I got one more question. Did, did Leo uh, no-sell any table spots? <laughs> <laughs> really? Why is everybody making such a big <laughs> deal it's about that? It's just funny. We, we loved it. And we, it's just oh, yeah, so of funny. course you loved it. Of course you loved, of course you loved Leo Rush no selling a table spot. God forbid somebody no sell a fucking chair to the back. Oh, but yeah, Leo Rush he could no sell a power bomb off of a ladder through a table, and you love it. Fuck you guys. Uh, all right, he was um, Road Warrior Hawk for a day. It's okay. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's uh, let's talk about NXT. Sean Creedle, you were in the building yes. on a Saturday night for NXT Takeover Three, um, which, despite the fact that again, Aaron and his many wonderful predictions expected that NXT would have been dead at least a year ago. I think he says that every year. I believe that's the it's case. Absolutely Somehow. dead. That's right. One hundred percent dead. Talent and still keep yeah, producing like, excellent. Shows. I mean, it looked like there were people there. It looked like people enjoyed the show. It looked like you know, uh, like perhaps there was an event happening in an arena. <laughs> On Saturday night, go figure. That go crowd weird. was electric, man. I have never. I mean, I've been in, in a lot of crowds. There was something special. There, about there were no that. beach balls in the audience at all. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, but I mean, you know, it helps that NXT delivered a great show. And then that Alistair Black who, entrance. Oh, Alistair Black is God. Okay. All right. So uh, kudos to the production crew because, by the way, they put up a stage in in three minutes. And took down the stage before Alistair Black walked back to the locker room. 
So wow. I, I don't know how they do it, but it's it's amazing. But that live performance, I don't know how it came across on TV. It looked good. It was amazing. It looked now, good. now, behind the scenes, what they did, and lucky fans who, and this is your cue, buy a ticket to be in the last two rows of the floor. Because what they did was they took all of those people, if they so desired, and moved them to the stage to be a part of the band's that's cool. entrance. Oh, that's cool. Got in. That's really so cool. that you know, then they were all oh, they dude, they were ecstatic. Look, I'm gonna say this. I didn't love the opening song because I didn't know the opening song. Like it just I just well, wasn't there, right? Like But it, that's the whole thing with NXT. Remember, it's the you don't know anybody in NXT, I right? Yes, I hear you. Like, like I, you can't put, you know, P. Diddy on NXT. I understand that, and I'm not asking for P. Diddy. P. Diddy <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining <laughs> P. Diddy shivering out of the back. In a, in a bright suit, talking about, yeah, this, we are NXT. Take that, take that. NXT, go win, Tino. No, I got nothing. Right, Straight Profits. Um, um, that's all. I just didn't, I'm like, what is this? What is going on right now? I didn't understand. Um, all that being said, another oh. tremendous show from, from start to finish. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they did in the dark matches beforehand, so you don't give that, us anything. Velveteen okay. Dream? That, that will air on this it's week's tonight. episode. Did, did, tonight. did we get Velveteen Dream? No, we did not get Velveteen <sighs> Dream, and I was very upset. So, it's the, so in other words, it's the worst show ever. Correct. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I'm, way, I'm willing to give it a pass. By the way, what about Cash's Ono? Oh, he wasn't there either. What? What is, what is going on with that? Cash is on. You guys, you guys wake, talk all the up. time about, man. They're going to bring guys to NXT and they're going to be NXT lifers. And there's going to be people. Yeah, motherfucker. There are people that are going to be on NXT for a long time. Cash is yeah. on. one but of them. But he's not on NXT right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's only particularly Listen. weird because he was again involved in one of the bigger feuds you had going on oh, for the entire summer, yeah. and then there was no payoff at your big show. That's all. That's all I'm talking. Wait, about. wait, 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 wait. Why can't the payoff have happened during the regular show? It, you can do that, but it, you, your blood feud. You're making this a blood feud. And your blood feud should have a payoff at your big show, not a match that was thrown together two weeks ahead of time. Come on, man. Like, it, this is simple. They put so much work into two feuds yeah. for the entirety of the last four months. And neither one of them, not well, only out of a payoff, two of the guys were just fucking missing. What if it was a, what if, if it was all set up so that they had this thing over here on the side that you had no clue was on the side, which you saw on Saturday night? Well, yeah, I mean, that ended up being, look, no, okay, we'll get into it. Nobody's complaining about the fact that we saw Adam Cole. Adam Cole's wonderful. Yes. If the reason why you think you had to do what you did with Bobby Roode and Roderick Strong is because of Adam Cole, I've got a big problem with that. You can do all of the above. You don't have to abandon Bobby Roode and, and Roderick Strong because Adam Cole's there. You're telling but me you couldn't you, you have, have Roderick Strong go over and then you had Adam Cole attack him instead. You're telling me you couldn't have had Roderick Strong beat Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode for the title, which based on the but work that you had done would have been hot. Oh, my God. But you know Drew massive. is their guy. I understand, but this is the problem. You did all of this work, then do all the work with something else. Don't Why do can't... all the work that you did, and then just say, "Well, fuck it, we Be don't care." Because they want to save Strong later. Strong versus Cole—that's probably WrestleMania next year. Uh, NXT. But you didn't have to. Okay, again, you didn't have to do that the way that you did it, and give up on Strong. Which was amazing. Strong and, and oh my God, Bobby Roode and Roderick Strong. I was nervous when it started because I did not know how over Roderick Strong could be. And all of a sudden, within a month, they fucking perfected it. 
It was, and you were at the show in Bel Air. Yes. You saw those two. Oh, that match I, was I unbelievable. I night and said, oh my God, thank God we're getting this at Brooklyn. Thank God yeah. this is what we're getting. Because it's perfection. And then you just danced away from it. And again, I, look, I'm, nobody's bitching about Adam Cole showing up and you getting what you got on Saturday night because fucking A, it was great. And it's going to be great because Adam Cole's great. Like, And I'm sorry, Adam Cole, baby. And let's make sure that we address him Which he did after the show. Yes. Uh, oh, did he really? Yes, yes he, he did. did. They're, they're, they put a video <laughs> up on WWE.com and it was kind of wonderful. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Nobody's complaining about that because you're getting something cool. But you didn't have to choose one or the other. You can do both things. And that's my maybe, complaint. Look, maybe Vince called and said, uh, I need Bobby Roode I, right now. Have I not said that for the last two weeks, boys? Like I'm, I'm. It reeks. The the thing reeks of Drew McIntyre and Vince McMahon. Hmm. And I thought this was the one area where we were Vince McMahon free. I think you're thinking about it differently. I think that you're looking at it from a perspective of Vince Mc. Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre, not Galloway. Drew McIntyre. Uh, same person, by same the way. Person. Same person. Same uh, person. This is Drew Galloway, fellow, by the way. We should look into him. I was like, I was so confused. I was like, what about thinking? Uh, Drew McIntyre is the perfect person to like uh, take the belt as a face and then hold it and turn heel. And then he becomes the perfect heel in NXT. Because A, he's going to look like a monster against anyone in the ring on NXT because he's not going to be facing authors of pain. And realistically, other than Cassius Ono, there's no one near his. It's comparable. Right. So like, he's going to look like a great heel on NXT, which gives you all fall, all winter, all spring until WrestleMania to build. Well, you probably turn him heel somewhere around survivor series ish. Um, if that's the case, I root like hell for it to be Gargano. That they try to make Gargano the the, the David Goliath thing. I like think I would, root like I hell think for it that. would probably be Adam Cole. I mean, I you want you yeah. think a double turn is what you think they would do? I think that he they would he, they I, wouldn't turn at the same time, but they would both turn eventually. They, yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, okay. Like it could, I mean, look, that'd be fine. I have no problem. That with would that, be I, amazing. I, <laughs> no, no one's complaining <laughs> about that one. <laughs> But that's what you don't have. That's what I'm saying. If you turn McIntyre heel, yes. and you now need a over the top baby face to chase him, Gargano, I would love yeah. to be that opportunity. <sighs> Alistair Black just Alistair no, Black would be you. good but, too. Gargan- okay, now wait fine, to Glenn's point. Thing. Gargano will get the shot, right? And when he gets the shot, that's when Ciampa comes back and screws him out of it. Oh, I, I think that would work quite well. I and then and then Alistair Black can come in and save the day. I think that would work yeah. quite well. Um, I think we just booked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, but but I I think they're, they're I think Cole's getting the title real early here. I don't expect uh, McIntyre to hold the title until maybe McIntyre's going up too. Uh, yes, yeah. I do. Look, yeah. I, I, we talked before about Bobby Roode and the age factor, and so clearly that that had to play a role in their decision making. That they yeah, did. They he's almost forty. They couldn't just sit back and let the guy work. Like they had to get him up at some point to get as much out of him as they could at this point. So I. I, I had no problem with the fact that they brought up Bobby Roode. I really don't. I, again, I just have a problem that you did all the work that you did with Roderick Strong, well, didn't sell that off, and didn't have Roderick Strong go over him. Like that, that to me. Wait, wait, wait. Why does Roderick have to go over? Because of all the work you did to put Roderick Strong. Like you did but all. He has that. to go over. He didn't have to, but if you wanted Bobby Roode, it up, sounds like Aaron now. No, no, no. He didn't have to, <laughs> never had to go over if you were going to bring Bobby Roode up. That it made total logical sense for the guy that you had been investing in for thi- for this much of the year to be the one to go over. That would have made more sense. The guy who wasn't on the show. 
What you, yeah, the guy that ended up not being on the show, despite all of the work. By the way, he's in. not on the other show either, the show that they taped. It makes no he sense. Was, he was, was not on it, the show at all. Why did you do what you did <laughs> to turn around and do that? If you just didn't yeah. like Roderick Strong, don't like Roderick Strong. I'm not telling you you have to like Roderick Strong. I think, Again, when it started, I was confused by it. I'm like, really? We're going all in on Roderick Strong? No, but think, as it turns out, he kicked ass. I think Roderick Strong's in a good place. I wouldn't worry about Roderick Strong. I'm not worried. I about think it's him. a situation where Triple. Okay, if if Triple H is like Vince McMahon, it, it it's in the fact that he tests the water first before he throws somebody in the pool. That's fine, and it tested it, and it was great. So he can go back to it. Oh man, this is really. But weird. you take out this Bobby Roode and you put in Adam Cole. So you're saying it's gonna be Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Yeah. When? And you want to talk about tearing the house yeah, down? Yeah, I mean, that's a, great. That's Nobody's a 60 minute Iron Man match Strong. waiting to happen. But again, I still didn't get what I wanted out of it. I still didn't get Why, the what makes you, well, to Roderick Strong. You can get a little bit more personal with Cole and Strong, I think. Uh, well, I don't know. They were pretty personal between. <laughs> I was going to say, the rude, uh, oh, rude yeah, Strong was pretty, pretty personal. personal. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like, it was good. Uh, but yeah, rude won, so we move on. All right, man. All right, all right, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I've done this for a month. I can't continue to do it. I'm losing my mind. Does he talk about Roderick Strong every single show? It's happened the last time. Every, every time we've talked about NXT since just, they pivoted so... away from that at TakeOver, he's been ranting about it. I, I feel like when, when somebody's not on air for as long as Roderick Strong is not on air, there's a bigger picture. Again, every week before that, he was in the main event. Yes. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving forward. <laughs> I just I don't have it. I don't have it, man. Um, everything else is great. Oscar is great. Oscar, I mean, holy shit, Oscar's great. And there yeah, really I, does... I was actually surprised that she won. Um, right, she came out not injured. Su- but not man, that, that surprised cool. that she won, but you thought it was. Em- I thought I we thought, both thought it was like, Ember's time. I just thought if you're going to do Ember Moon at WrestleMania, why would you do her again? But I guess Ember Ember might be going up yeah, for all which, we know. Like, which like could that, make that, sense. yeah, that you know, having her intentionally be in that. Basically, she got the curtain call. She got the NXT. You're going up curtain call. Yeah, she did. No, nope, no question. And and that's fine. And, and you know, again, if you're going to keep the belt on Oscar for forever, then what else? What what other purpose do you have for Oscar? Has to hold the belt now uh, longer than the New Day held the tag belts. Um, she already, she already has. Yeah. She already has. Oh yeah. So yeah, she's already up over five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, she's yeah. already. That's, and that's she's why I thought this was a good time because yeah. she's broken basically every milestone she can possibly break. She's, well, she's approaching she, Hogan territory. I mean, if, if, if she holds it for seven yeah, years, yes. Yeah, she, she imagine if Oscar? <laughs> she's not beating Moolahs. Be, breaks Bruno no, San Martino's record. Although, although. Would it be the worst thing if they just had Austin kick everyone's ass for a decade in NXT? She's gone to a great start, don't they? We're already 20% there. Yeah. Fuck. Wait, wait, we got to look wait, at the May Young. Okay, if you had the book, who's the person that beats her? I don't Somebody know. May Young Classic. Who does it? May Young Classic. I don't know anymore. I, I think you use the May Young Classic uh, to create some superstar. Are any of them more qualified to do it than Ember Moon? Was? I think well, that there's... Well, Bianca, I, I thought Ember was fine for. I, I would have been fine with Ember winning it. Do you guys want me to tell you? No, I'm, I'm no, using my knowledge. No. Of, I'm using my knowledge. I'm telling you this. Uh, I can't even tell you that. Uh, this there, person f- did a very good wait, job. Like we're at, at the hotel, like I was on Saturday. Uh, this person did a very good job at the May Young Classic, uh, and I could see a situation in which I would not hate it if they happened to take the belt off Oscar. There are two people that I have in mind. 
three really that I would like to see, but two that I think are possible. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a couple people who I could see WWE falling in love with. Kyrie Sane is one. Shayna Baszler is another. Shayna Baszler was mm-hmm. awesome in the Mae Young Classic. I do not think because she's a heel that she would be the one to take it from Oscar. But um, I, I could, my my point more is I could absolutely see them being like, we need to push her as the star of yeah, star. Yeah, I could see that too. Kyrie Sane and Bianca Blair. Look, I, I, I find all of that. I just don't. First of all, I, I want you to know this. They had a match against each other, and it was one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. Okay, okay, that's. I'm, I'm, I, I feel you. I just feel like you've done all of this with Oscar. I feel like someone has to be at least a year of dominance away from being credible on Oscar's level. Like this is the. I think it's why your guys' arguments for Ember Moon last week were valid, which is that you've done the work with Ember Moon. She's looked like a rock star for a year since last year at Brooklyn. She's looked like a stud since last year in Brooklyn. And so you've gone a full year. If somebody was credible enough to beat Asuka, that would be the person. Okay, cool. The people that you're talking about are totally plausible, but I don't think you can make an argument that any of them could be in that picture until a year from now. Probably, Where you could find them to be a credible threat or a believable person to take down the mightiness of Oscar. So who is it that's on the NXT roster? I mean now the only people who you would say would be like Ruby Riot. I mean you'd have to put in a lot of work. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, but I'm saying like the only people who would e- she's the only one who would even fit what you're thinking of someone who's, you know, could be in the next 6 months on that level. Or you can do the thing and I've always said this before, there's no reason why you can't just have Oscar if you're going to move her up, not you don't have to have her lose. I was going to say, why well, don't they just treat her like they did Paige? I have no problem when with that. When Paige was yeah. brought up to the main roster, she was still the NXT champion. She just vacated the title. I have no problem with that. I think that people they think it's such a big deal. I think in a, I, in I, a, I, I like, I like the be idea better. of creating a superstar by having somebody beat Asuka. But here's the thing, though. I think in, in both of – in the way that you do both of those is right out of the Mae Young Classic – you could have another NXT Women's Tournament, kind of like the Queen of the Ring. See what I did there? And uh, you have the winner get the NXT title that Asuka literally walks over to William Regal and says, there's no one worthy of this title as long as I'm here, and hands it to him. And I get Aaron's point, which is that you're missing out on an opportunity to use that moment to put someone else over, and that's true, right? That's true. True. But I think the uniqueness of the Asuka situation is... I think that you're going to – I'm going to struggle more to find somebody that's qualified and that I would be okay with. I mean it would take something monumentous at this point for me to say I'm okay with this person beating Oscar. The closest we got was Ember Moon. Like that was the closest because Ember Moon's awesome and they've done that much work. And if they had done it, I would have been still taken aback. But if it would have been the scenario of, look, we're moving Oscar up and so she was going to have to lose. Who do you want her to lose to? I would have said, okay, yeah, I'll live with it being Ember Moon. Like I'll, I'll be all right with that. But I'm so far away – from feeling that way about somebody else, that if they just chose to have Oscar walk away with the belt, I'd live with that this time. I would live with the notion of it's a unique situation that occurred where someone was so flipping dominant, dominant that you could not make a credible argument that someone could beat them. So people are not going to be happy with whoever beats Oscar, basically. How could you be? Because they're going to choose somebody. But they don't have to. Is our point? Like they don't have to. They will. There's no reason they, why they have to. Well, eventually someone, I guess, we don't. No one has Again, to beat Oscar. Keep saying like she couldn't end up breaking Mova's record. She could definitely end up breaking Mova's record. That's an option. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. They have a lot to work. A lot of work to do coming out of the May Young Classic. And it's also a question of if now was not the time for Oscar, when is the time for Oscar? What What are you? Oh my God! I just thought of it. Uh oh. 
He's, uh, he's, he's got the bulging eyes right now. Guys. Light bulb just exploded. Guys. So we said that uh, Asuka, you know, is just going to hold the title forever, but she might still come up with the title, right? What if she comes up with the title or, and comes up and vacates the title, but her match is at WrestleMania one-on-one with Nia Jax for the Raw Women's title? That would involve Nia oh, Jax you, actually you winning. Seen... No, he was saying vacate this. Oh, oh, vac- no. she, she, vac- I, she just sets it up in order to go face Nia Jax. Nia Jax well, but I'm saying that, that involves Nia winning the Raw Women's title. I think title that, that is point. what's coming out of the <laughs> Sasha Banks to. championship. Yeah, she obviously <laughs> has to at this point. Why I mean, can't she face <laughs> Natalia? She could. Well, she could, but I think that Nia. I think that what he's talking. The Nia Jax. If you do what you're supposed to do with Nia Jax, true. Between now and WrestleMania, yeah. what you should be doing with Nia Jax, then she does look like the credible that, opponent if, for Oscar. Yes. If that, that yeah, the buzzsaw versus the monster. Yes. That could be the the female Hogan Andre. Correct. Yeah. This yeah. is the thought process hey. that I had. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, it could be. And I'm I, look. I am all for that. I think that would kick ass. I, I think right now there really is the problem of like. Y- you Asuka's the reason why you watch the show, but yet there's still part of it where you're like, but she should just fucking smash everyone. <laughs> like, She's the female Brock Lesnar insane, right now. Man. She's just beating it's, everybody's well, ass. I mean, yeah. we know she won't be on TV for a little while, so I, that's a chance to build somebody up a little bit. I, I don't think she has to drop the title here because, no. assuming, you know, she doesn't why have to be on TV. And that's the, she's that's injured. The she, oh. that she's injured. Out she's out six to eight weeks. Holy but, the, you know, if she doesn't have to show up till the next takeover, okay, she doesn't show up till the next takeover. Or at least yeah, she shows right. up, but she doesn't defend. That's right. fine. No one cares. Correct. The next takeover is when? Survivor Series, probably. Nope. So that's more than eight weeks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no so problem. But I'm saying you don't have to have her. If it ends oh, up yeah, being yeah, a 10, yeah. you know, you don't have to push it. You no. just have her pop up or whatever. See someone that's like, you know, she does the basically the same promo she did a few months ago where she's like, yes, I'm going to disappear until someone's worthy. You make someone worthy, quote unquote, whoever, whether it's someone coming out of the May Young class. I thought Ember Moon someone. was worthy. I thought Ember Moon was worthy twice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck. I didn't. That I actually picked Oscar to win at WrestleMania, but I was, I was like, wow, they're really just running with this Oscar train. Like, I felt like that was the perfect way to do it. You build somebody up that's you might think has a chance at WrestleMania. It doesn't go w- well. They have to work their way back up from from obscurity right. after that. They get the okay. shot again at SummerSlam. That's they, booking you, one on one. You hate your unstoppable finisher, and you still lose. Yeah, like that, right. that was the one thing that I couldn't like. This is very much nitpicking about the match. I could not believe after all the work they've put into making the Eclipse this like fantastic, unstoppable finisher, you have her kick out of it. I was stunned by that. But I think that made it actually better because it like the only it, person that's ever kicked out of it yeah. is Asuka yeah. in a title match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you not, know what I'm saying? That's yeah. like like and the next time somebody kicks out of it, probably guess probably will be Asuka in another match way it's down not, the road. Like yeah. someone might not kick out of that for a very long time. Right. It's very reminiscent of what The Rock and Austin used to do. Yeah, sure. Right? Because the only person I can think of that kicked out of the stunner was The Rock. Yeah. Angle did at one, you know, but that was after The Rock started doing it. But, yeah. Look, man, um, I I think the other thing, too, is that this is the tricky part about Asuka is that she feels like she should be headlining takeovers. But the prop, because you don't have somebody credible, like, you can't. You can't sell me that Oscar versus. No, nah, but this takeover that's I, coming up next is the perfect one for her to headline. I, wait, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the sentiment of the crowd, the yeah, live crowd. Yeah. That, and no disrespect to the NXT title, 
but the women's championship should have been the it, main it event. It was the one match that had a long-term feud built into it, the one yeah. match on the card. And I, I, I had said that going into last week, that if I was in charge, I would have made that. But with what right. we know about what happened right. with the Adam Cole, yes. with Dragon Shock or whatever you're calling that stable right now, you had to make that the main event. Yeah. Um, what about Electric should... Lizard? How do you like that name? Ooh, I do like that name. <laughs> I, I was actually just being... I like it though. I Go with it. To... <laughs> uh, anything else to touch on from NXT? Do, do you like the fact that they're bringing in these three guys as a stable? I mean, we didn't really, yes. really touch. On. I, I like it, especially because they had. You know, you have obviously you have Red Dragon, you have Future Shock, uh, Adam Cole, and Kyle O'Reilly. You have that backstory there. You, if you want to play into it, you can say these guys literally have been teaming for close to a decade, or been you know had a relationship for close to a I decade. Think, I think and, they have to in the next few months keep working on sanity as faces yeah yes to yeah. get to the ultimate because this which they were way over by the way right. way oh yeah over. they've been pushing them that direction there's no doubt i think they have to continue to push sanity as faces to get to what would be logical to have two different factions at the top of your card and that three would be on there. three correct but that the thing is there. with authors of pain leaving we're assuming like presumably sanity might not have to be Faces very long. Well, if we're assuming that the this new stable, the well, Cole O'Reilly, are heels, yeah, then they're, they're, but they're, but they're, they're heels because of what they did. But at the same time, the Shield was supposed to be heels for what they did, but everyone loved them, so they became. But fake. they were still very but, much heels for because right. of how they built them. Right now, it feels like, especially the fact that they attacked McIntyre, who has very you know been very who much is going to be a heel very soon. Well, that that's the question. Will they position him that way? I th- I think on that roster you have to. I mean, I agree you need a great heel, but <laughs> I mean Adam Cole could be that great heel for all we know. Obviously he'll get pops, but yeah. everyone gets pops in NXT. That is true too. That is also true. Yes. That's a very good. <laughs> I mean, people are I think people are underselling this is the right. how much of the fact that this is the first time since probably Big E that a real huge like hoss of a dude had the NXT title and how much a difference that's going to make in storytelling. Yeah. Man. By the way, real quick before we forget, because we're going to forget about them. Best match ever for a CN almost. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was very good, man. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'd have he to go had some back. Crazy and, matches like, yeah. when he like first it, got here, but it, I mean, it was up there for sure. Yeah, it felt like everything finally clicked for him. Whatever was missing, it, fi- it felt like it finally clicked on Saturday. Yeah, and, and maybe it was because he was working Gargano. Nah, working I, Gargano, I, I think the, he's been the doing addition that. of... He's, it's just one of those things where people pretend that they didn't the, like... The addition of Thea Trinidad really makes a lot of his mannerisms work. I think yeah. that's a big thing. Um. Yes, I think that I would agree with all that. What is her name? God damn it. Uh, something Vega, right? Vega, yeah. yeah. Savio Vega? Savio Vega. I'm Savio Vega. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> he really should probably it's a Puerto Rican nightmare. lost it on AJ for the entire show. For not knowing Drew McIntyre, <laughs> we should yeah. probably figure out what Thea Trinidad's name is. It's like we should probably look into that for next week. I want to say Just, Selena Vega, but Selena Vega think. sounds right. Okay. That sounds right. We can go with that. I'm actually right. gonna look this up right now. <laughs> is there anything else from the weekend that we have not commented on that we need to comment on? Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega. There we go. Okay. Zelina. Anything for no. Zelina? Great show. Take is Adam Cole going to be kayfabe the son of Michael Cole? Oh. <laughs> Eventually, yes. <laughs> Eventually, yes, he will, actually. I had to laugh out loud on that one. That was good. All right. Oh, and I love the WWE running with the Topanga stuff, too, by the way. 
I love that. Like, Did I'm WWE really, run with it? I didn't see that. The WWE yes. like, like was all over More Topanga. push for Leo. Go correct. Ahead. Correct. Well, that's all because Topanga the... makes everything better. Correct. Correct. That's a fact. That's the <laughs> that's reason why they're smart. That is also it. true. All right. Uh, let's, uh, well, everybody's got stuff to plug this week. Let me start with you, uh, Sean Creedle. Uh, you guys have a massive event coming up in September. Oh, boy, do we ever. Uh, tribute to the Legends taking place September 30th, uh, in which you can see... Former, wow, now former Universal Champion. This is a champion. fucking amazing kid. <laughs> I mean, this is an, like, I, when I saw you guys announce this, I said, this has got to be him. He just headlined a stadium. Yes. And now he's coming to the Joppa Town flea market. Yes. I, the MCW I'm arena. Sorry. I'm, I'm not I'm <laughs> trying to, you know what I mean. You're such a jerk, Glenn. That was a dick thing for me. Uh, Bill Goldberg is coming. I, it still amazes me to say I, it. When we booked it, it yeah. was just like, this really no, I, I, it's incredible. It's incredible. But yeah, so Bill Goldberg, and we just announced on Monday, uh, Rick and Stott, the Steiner brothers are coming. Oh my god, I didn't even see that. So yeah, you're, you're gonna have, you're gonna get Big Scott Steiner on this show, right, Sean? You're gonna work that, make that happen. I will do my best. You better make that happen. Just, you don't have to worry about censors on this. <laughs> That's why we need him on this show. We need him. <laughs> I want him to do math for 20 minutes. Oh. Yes. Oh, the math is awesome. It is my favorite <laughs> promo in the history of wrestling. I felt like it always equal like 313%. Like, what? what? <laughs> so, like last year, it's a convention during the day. Yes. And then a show at night. That is correct. Um, you, you need tickets for both. You can get a ticket that covers both. You, we have a super ticket, yes, that's also available. But you can get a ticket to the convention and just come to that. Well, you can get a ticket to the show and just come to that. Whatever you want, go to mcwprowrestling.com for more information. All of the special ticket prices are there for you. That's that's awesome. Uh, what, get the Goldberg um, special. I mean, for fuck's sake, get the Goldberg special. You're, you're not going to get this close to, to Bill Goldberg ever. No, no. He, I don't even know if he did access this year. I can't. wouldn't imagine he did. And I was there, and I didn't yeah, see right? him on the, on the list, so mcwprowrestling.com is where you go. You can get your tickets right there for Saturday, September 30th and uh, Tribute to the Legends, which is incredible. Sean, you're on Twitter at... At Sean Cradle. Very good. It's good to see you, buddy. Hey, it's maybe... Good, I know, we don't, I know you. you're mad that we don't invite you in more often. But I like, am. Could you yeah. listen to the show every now and then? I, 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 <laughs> so that at least I will. you know any of our storylines. Because I can give you updates on, on MCW. Sean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm going to give you updates gonna, on Jim Ross. I'm going to make an executive decision here. Um, because you have been so lackluster on your viewing, or I guess listening privileges of the Jobbing Out brand. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> due to that fact, if we don't get Scott Steiner, you are officially fired. Oh, oh. what? You can't fire me. You're fired. You can't fire me. You're, if we don't get Scott Steiner, you, my friend, don't don't put that pressure on me, bro. Fired. How, how about, and here's how, the thing: I'm not. Here's, here's the thing, though. I'm not even going to make you fired as in like you can't ever come on the show. It's just I will never do He's going to light you him. on fire. He's, he's literally saying I you're on fire. Never, I'm no longer allowed to I will come never the, to the do a segment with you again. And you can never come to 4th of July with Sasha Banks at my house. Oh, wow. Damn. That is a god. This is not, this not cool. In fairness, I mean, and I'll be the one to do it. In fairness, he's right. Your boy, your boy Brian did get us Ron Simmons. So, I mean, like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, that's like, it's not like we asked you for Goldberg. 
He's got a good point. Well, yeah, good point. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'd rather have Scott Snyder than Goldberg. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> uh, all right. Very good. Thank you. I, we appreciate uh, you coming and hanging out. This thank you for inviting yes, me. Yes, we do. Um, uh, AJ. You have a uh, you I, you were all over the place this weekend. Jesus Christ! For sure, yeah. I had a couple shows that I did uh, this weekend. Promote my album. Promote my singles. Uh, my single Olympic Gold is still on iTunes, Spotify, Title. However you listen to music, I promise it's there. Yeah, download that shit. Uh, yeah, go ahead and download this shit right now. Get your phone out. It's already on your phone. And you some of us, and you some of us, pre-ordered it. it because we're good people. Yeah, I mean, you can also pre-order my album. It's on my iTunes. I mean, on my Twitter link. Uh, at AJ Francis four one zero, it's on my Instagram link. Right now. It's uh, it's on my Instagram link at Francis underscore Sports. Um, and if you you know you download everybody that's uh, pre ordered the album, uh, I email you the full album same day. So you know, as a little thank you for you know fucking with me. But uh, yeah, you know, I got um, <laughs> I got uh, I got an album coming out September eighth called OTA. Um, I got a bunch of dope songs on there. I have an interview that I did with WUSA 9. They came to my shows this weekend um, and saw them popping. They filmed um, the whole thing. They're doing a segment on me. Uh, I got uh, another. I'm going to be on Fox 5 in the morning in D.C. one of these days. I have to decide when I'm going to do it. But I'm going to be performing and promoting my album on there. Uh, So that'll be dope. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm around, the, I'm around the way. If you want to, he's your around the way girl. You might say, you know what I'm saying if you want to, if you want to hit me up, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Francis. I mean, on AJ Francis 410. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Instagram, you can follow me at Francis underscore sports. And you know, I'm just around, I'm here, you know, making predictions months out and being told I'm an idiot only <laughs> to be right. So holla at me when you hear me. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, what do you have to plug? Uh, coming up at Baltimore Sun with uh, Renee Michelle, MCW Zone, hey. in the uh, May Young Classic. I got an interview with her, so that should be going up in the next few days. So check that out in Baltimore Sun. That's cool, of course, at uh, the AOster on Twitter. And, of course, we're at Jobbing Out Show and Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Sean, I'm, I'm assuming that she told you how she did in the, uh, the May Young Classic? Yes. Uh, I would love to. We should I, t- felt, I felt like I had to sign a contract, so I am not liable. <laughs> no, I was already there. Yeah. I was there. I was saying we should talk about it because I know they don't want to hear it. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> that one. You're around me because I don't want to know until I can watch. Yeah, I was her biggest uh, fan in the crowd for sure. At Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com is how you find me. Thanks again to Ron Simmons. What an honor. We had Ron Simmons on the show this week. Holy shit, that was cool. Um, I appreciate him taking the time for us. Go see him at PCW. For uh, Sean Creedle, for Aaron Oster, and for the main event. 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 AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out.